shit. We're back. It's me, Petey, and Joshua James. Say hi, Josh. That's not my name, first of all. Oh, well. Just, that was probably close. Nope, you're wrong. Well. Still, that's a fact. But hello, everyone. Well, he, Petey's a dick. Nice. He said hi. He kind of cares. What are we doing, Josh? What are we here for? Uh, Well, you know, last time we were here, we did a, an insidious one, so a review, dissection, whatever we're calling it right now. And uh, so, I mean, it would make sense to do a dissection of Insidious 2, because, I mean, that's the next movie. It sure would. You know, why, why if, would we skip? If you know anything about numbers, it goes one then two. So if we're not, I we mean, can't start out with multiplication again because that, it's gonna be a struggle. But at least we got that part down. Yeah, I mean, ham bone, ham bone, ham bone, ham, ham bone. Yeah. That one of it. Shout is good. Oh shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oops. All right, started out with a uh, immediately off track. Little little that happened last time too, immediately off track. We didn't spill on ourselves though yeah. last time, so oh, that was wreck. a that was a plus. You're a fucking train wreck, bro. 100%. Look at this arm. It's really reaching. Look at that. It's really Watch this reaching. one. It's not reaching. It's just right in front I of mean, you. I mean, that's something. It's comfortable. And that's what counts. That's what she said. Okay, well, let's fucking get started, I guess, huh? Uh, how about you lead it off? What's the opening scene look like, huh? All right, so I did this last time. I'd be we amazed opened. if you remember the opening scene. Oh, I, I, I got my notes, man. These oh. notes. I, I almost, I'm almost gonna have to take a photo of these notes and post them to the Twitter page just for the sake of anybody trying to decipher it and be like, "Is this dude a doctor?" And, yep. and the answer is no, because. He would still be broke. Okay, honestly, if you do that, anybody who listens to this, I challenge them to actually translate it and make it coherent, and I will give you $5. <laughs> if you can follow what we're about to lay out and match that up with his notes, I'll be impressed. Top note. Oh, all right. Speed Racer. Yeah, anyway, holy shit. So, the movie starts out, right? It's a... Uh, it's like a way, it's like a flashback almost. Yeah. With It's got young Elise, who, by the way, great job with the casting there. Looks just like her. Yeah. Elise is now Foxy. They nailed it. Like, they really fucking nailed she, it on that. Yeah, no, like, I could 100% see that. Um, But, let's see. So, it's back to uh, young Josh with his, uh, his, you know, his mom doesn't know what's going on with him, and that's when they're just kind of figuring out he can astral project. Yes. And uh, there's a, a medium there talking with him, and then he ends up having at least come over to you know figure out what's wrong. And that's when you know you discover the pictures and of the the black bride, the old lady bitch who's like creeping on him. And yeah, they it gets all weird. You know he's. Let's see, what does he actually say? Oh, so she's asking him, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to play a game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what do you see? She puts him in a trance. Like, what do you see? It, it kind of hypnotizes him, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of asks him some basic questions. You know, like, they just moved again in this movie, too. It's, it's Oddly enough, that's how it started with Josh as well. They just moved into a new house, and oddly, that's when all these problems started. So she kind of leads with, like, a, <clears throat> you know how do you like the move or something like that? Like, what do you, how you doing here? He's like, Oh, the neighborhood's nice. The kids are fine. Blah, 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 blah. And it was when she asked about the house, I believe is when he kind of got squirrely. 
Well, he asks if he's she or he she asks him if he's alone. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's like, no. And he's like, well, where are you? He's like. He, she, he starts describing the further, you know, it's everything's black and gray and he can't really see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, while he's in the further, he, in his trance, he just goes, she's here. Um, and they're trying to figure out who she is and where she is like legitimately. Cause they can't see shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, that's when she decides, you know, well, I'm going to figure out where, what's going on here. I'm going to, mm-hmm. we'll play hot and cold. So you just tell me if I'm hot or cold and it's no, just kind of from there. Yeah. And that's again, reviewing like kind of based on some shit from the first movie where, um, he, in this, in this nether or further rather, God, I did that last time too. In this <laughs> further, um, he's seeing essentially like a ghostly world of the house that he's in. So it's like a, a separate version of what's normally there. Yeah, it's like purgatory, like but in set in like real world. Right, right. A limbo of the space that yeah. that that everybody is currently inhabiting in the real world, which is an awesome concept. Honestly, that's still something that I really liked about the about this movie series in general so far is how they've used that that further and haven't overcomplicated it with. You know, a bunch of weirdness or strange effects or some sort of odd landscape or anything like that. They've just kept it the blackness that it right. is. Right. I mean, in everything, the weirdest landscape or setting was the demon's room from the first one. Right, right. And that was like an... It was <clears throat> it was connected to the, the real house, which I was willing to accept that. Because they were like, they were going through this astral plane of this house... And it was almost like a portal that was set in this house that led into this dude's yep. kind of domain, if you will. So, yeah, I, I really – I like that. And it's it's kind of interesting how they play this hot-cold thing between him being in this uh, um, hypnotic state in this – which I don't know about that part either is if I would consider hypnosis the same as sleeping. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Like, because I mean – I know she hypnotized him. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to talk to her right away. Exactly. And be responsive. So, mm-hmm. he had, you know. He- I mean, not to jump too far ahead, but that actually kind of comes up later when they're, st- you know, when they kind of go to modern day and Dalton's, you know, now oh. the focus. He's talking in his sleep to his grandma oh, at one point. Yeah. So, it is actually kind of feasible that he would be kind of conversing with Elise throughout all of this. Fair enough. I mean, but he's also sitting up. So, like, oh, that that's true. the thing. He's also in the living true. room. So, I, I'm going to say he's hes in a trance in that one, which would help him go. Plus, I mean, Elise is there, and she can suppress his abilities. So I'm uh, gonna... yeah. I, I wish they explained that part of it. Yeah. That's something that they didn't touch on. And at least I can't remember if they did in the third one. I don't think they did. And at least in the first two, I know that they don't. They don't really explain how they suppress Josh's experience that he had with this woman in black. And that was something that I right. wish they would have kind of explained a little but bit. But it was more. all like towards the end of the movie, you can kind of figure it out just a little bit, but it's still really vague. Like it's all about memories. Like, yeah. It seemed but, like it was just a hypnosis thing. Like you're going to forget that this ever happened. Yeah. And then you can like, do this, but then like, okay, so I forgot about it. Oh, look now I'm, I'm, Oh, what's this weird new, you know, the next day he doesn't know anything about it. So he goes to sleep again and guess what? He's back in the further. Mm-hmm. What's going on with that? How yeah. I want to know more, but when I could understand also that like, 
I think my biggest beef with this is suppressing the astral projection part of it with it. Yeah. With the hypnotism, I could see it being like, okay, you're going to forget all of this stuff. Yep. That makes sense to me. They're going to kind of help suppress all that. But you can't – I don't understand how that just stops him from astral projecting in his sleep. That's the right. part that I was kind of like, wait, you didn't explain that at all. Right? Yeah. It was. It's not like he, he practiced and learned this skill. Yeah, it's, exactly. It was just natural for him. He just did it, and he didn't know what was going yeah, on. He didn't even know what was happening for the that's, first time. That's why time. Elise was there. <laughs> she didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that kind of bugged me. I really wish they would have uh, taken the time to explain that out a little bit better. But, right, you know, kind of is what it is. It's somewhat of a throwaway point at right. the end, but I mean, yeah, would have been nice. Right, it's just like nice. a just Jedi mind trick. That's it, done. Anyways, we're playing hot cold in this house now. Yeah, and uh, you know she's walking around, and he's just said colder, colder. Heads into the like the main hallway there, warmer. She ends up going upstairs into uh, Josh's current room, and he's like, hot, really hot. Mm -hmm. And she's looking around, doesn't really see much, and she looks back like he never said she was getting hotter or colder, but she starts walking towards the closet, and then she's like, you're really hot. And she opens the closet, and he's like, please, you have to get out of there. Like, she knows you're there. She doesn't want you there. Please go. Like, that's what Josh is saying. Mm-hmm. And yep, he's, yep. he's getting real panicky and freaked out from this. Yeah. Yeah. And Elise is trying to figure it out. So she ends up reaching into the closet and he's like, go, please just leave now. And next thing you know, she gets this big fucking gash on her arm, like straight down her forearm, big old cut. And, Oh, let's see. So yeah, she gets slashed and then, she ends up coming back downstairs. She's like, I, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. she, I think she blatantly says like, this is one of the worst. Oh, I don't even know what she refers to it. She as. calls it Demon? a parasite parasite. There yeah. We go. One of the worst parasites she's ever contacted. Yeah. So she's like, don't really know what we can do. Really. We can basically just, you know, erase his memory kind of thing. But while they're sitting there talking about it, uh, Josh gets up and he looks over to his side and he says, I'll show you and just gets up and just walks away. And nobody had been talking to him at this point. No. Which is of course, what makes it kind of creepy. <clears throat> and somebody's uh, clearly, you know, talking to him in this further world. And I think it might be the trance like state that like makes it so that he doesn't just respond there. It makes it so everything that happens while he's in the further translates through his body back to the real world. Yep. Because I think otherwise, like, it doesn't necessarily verbally at least translate in the sleep as much. Because unless he's provoked, like someone's talking to him from the real world, it seems like he doesn't have any reason to speak. I'm guessing it'd be like whatever whatever one's the strongest directed at him, that's Mm -hmm. the one he's going to be most perceptive to. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So, selective hearing, I guess. Right, right. I'll show you. So he says that they kind of walk out, or they're they're standing in the in the corner of the room, and they kind of notice that he's doing this little thing. And he heads uh, heads out of this room, uh, out into this hallway area, and just points to the end of the hall. His eyes are closed the whole time again in this trance state, and he just points to the end of the hall, and the door swings open slowly, and that basically ends the scene right there, and it goes to the credits. 
Pretty much, yeah. The, the insidious fucking violins go off. Wait, wait, thing. It's a we, fiddle, I think. Fiddle, violins. Or what, no, what do we call it last time? It was an octavarius, I yes. think is what we call it last time. I still don't think that's a real instrument, but... I don't know. I, I remember hearing it from someone, and I was like, well, that's a cool name, so I'm right? going to stick to it. Well, that and Stradivarius, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's a cool one, too. I think, that, I think Stradivarius is a real one, isn't it? Yeah. I think that, that is a real That's instrument. something with... I, that's, I know it involves a stringed instrument, too. Probably just a smaller violin. I don't know. Well, I mean... Or I'm, somewhere between a violin and a cello. I know what you're confu- getting the Octavarium from. Or Octavarium. Doc Ock? Nope. Oh. The, uh, the Dream Theater album. Oh, yeah. Score, o- Octavarium. Isn't it? No, it's, I thought it was Octavarium. It could be either, honestly. I, well, yeah, I but it's like a 22-minute song. Yeah, you got a good point. So, boom. That could be where that word's jumping into my head from. Peace and memories together. Jumping forward in time, back Ooh. to when Dalton's in the hospital. Uh, I kind of liked how they did that scene, how they came back from the credits into the back, roll back into the movie, how they kind of pull from uh, just like a black further almost environment. They're slowly pulling into Renee talking about. Oh, yeah, in the what, interrogation room. Yeah, in the interrogation yeah. room, correct. She's talking about what happened with Dalton and how. You know, he was in this coma-like state, and it was when they decided to bring him back home that all this stuff started to happen. And she's explaining all the kookiness that happened in that house to this detective, who, of course, isn't believing a fucking word right. of it. I mean, why would you? I mean, and, some lady spewing about ghosts and fucking mediums and crazy shit. And she's in the interrogation because Elise is dead. And they're like, okay, the last person that was with her was Josh, and you don't think he did it. Some, I don't want to hear the ghost stuff. I don't care about that. That doesn't make sense because... I was not going to really believe that a ghost killed somebody. You can't but investigate that. You, you can't. <laughs> Plain so, and simple. Yeah. So yeah, she's fucking, she's getting nowhere with this officer. He's getting frustrated because she's sticking to this ghost story, which is, as we know, as the audience true, but he's about it. And uh, yeah, it just doesn't, not too much happens there. Like <clears throat> she sticks to it that her husband didn't do shit. They don't have any evidence that he did anything other than like the strangulation marks on Elise's neck. And basically he says, look, we're going to test that. And if it comes back positive that it was his hands that did that, we're prosecuting. Yep. And that, that basically ends the, that whole scene. And they jump back to the house at that point. Or, no, not the house. Grandma's house. Yep. I guess it should, it should be specific. Which they're is, not at the house. Yeah, which this. just happens to be Josh's childhood home where... Right. Where all the the pre the yeah the opening scene happened when he was preamble, if you will, boom, permeable, permeable. Mm-hmm. What? Which okay, here's the thing though. Like I brought it up while we were watching the movie, but why did like the grandma did not have her memories suppressed? She knew. Yeah. Why would she invite or you know say hey no your family you guys can all stay here where this creepy stuff happened when you were younger, when you both now know what's happening and you know that, or they know that they can astral project. Now, no, never mind. No, I know that that's not true. I was going to say, well, how do we know that they didn't suppress it for her too? Cause they, they don't talk about it all, but then you, you kind of think about what happens later on. I guess it, yeah. becomes, it becomes pretty obvious that she knows what the fuck's going right. on. Um, well, yeah. Well, shit, that that scene that we're coming up to here, where she goes into the the room with Dalton in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's almost right away in the movie, and that basically shows you right then and there that she doesn't have it all suppressed. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. 
it was just a kind of a throwaway scene when they cut back. They're just kind of showing you where they're head or where they're sitting at at this point. You know, they're just like, okay, so they're still with the grandparents or grandmother, I guess. Um, after all these incidents, they're living there. They're afraid to go back to the other house. Um, and they do this short scene upstairs. Um, it's it's a foreshadowing scene as it turns out, where <clears throat> uh, the younger brother and Dalton, Forrest, is that it? Foster. I think it's Foster. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. I think it's Foster. Foster, the younger brother, and Dalton are uh, up in the room about to go to bed, or they should already be in bed, I guess. And um, Foster wants to test out the old tin can and string telephone thing. Dalton's like, oh, this is stupid, whatever. But he does it. It's fine. And then the <clears throat> so they just exchange a few words. Dalton calls him dumb, basically, because he thinks that the phones are stupid. Yep. And then their dad comes in, they go to bed, and that's just kind of, that's that. It just kind of cuts to the next day. But to point out, too, the kids are sleeping in Josh's old room where Elise went into the closet and got slashed. Where, like, the, the... I never even made that connection. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, never, I never even thought about it. Yeah, that, that, that closet is where Elise was digging it and her arm got slashed. So he's sleeping six feet away from where the the hag was uh, trying to take over Josh, uh, Josh yeah. from in the beginning. So poor choice on grandma's part again. Silly grandma tricks are for kids. Silly fucking grandma. Um, so I saw, I saw Poltergeist, the remake, not too long ago. And my biggest complaint of the movie overall was pace. Like, I felt like they didn't pace themselves at all. It, it really, it started just right away. Like, they, it was a lot like this, actually, where they yeah. kind of move into a house and then immediately shit's going wrong. And this one kind of did that too. Like, if it weren't for all that, excuse me, goodness, all that backstory that you get at the beginning, and they just started like right after that tin can scene, it would feel very much that same way. Because after that tin can scene, it goes, you know, next morning kind of thing where Renee is having some coffee, uh, chilling in a room, and she hears a piano start up. And so, like, right away, they're starting with like ghost happenings. Yep. And I was, it didn't bother me the first time around. And this time I noticed it more just because of that Poltergeist movie. I was like, wow, they really don't waste any time in this movie. No. They really kind of dive right in. See, I think with this one, though, because there's like four different timelines going on, it works. Holy shit. Yeah, that's hard to keep up with at some points, too. Yeah. Like the cuts from scene to scene to place to place. You don't know if you're in the further in this house or that house in this or, timeline or, or, or that yeah. timeline. Well, it's like <laughs> some of them, there's literally when, when like the, the big investigation, you know, with the old Elise's old crew and all them are happening. Like it's literally like there's scenes back at the house where Josh is or Renee is. And it, they're literally like 30 seconds long. If that, yeah. Yeah. Like, and you it's only just get 30 back and seconds forth. in that setting. And then all of a sudden it jumps back to some other place. And you know, you go from Josh's childhood to suddenly now you're in the further with adult Josh kind of thing. It's like, well, how the fuck did this, where we, how'd we get here? We're just, we're just on, Oh, what's that yeah? word? Yeah, brain fart there for a second. <laughs> yep. Oops. Um, we have ADD. <clears throat> but so yeah, like you're saying though, it starts right away with uh piano playing when Renee's yeah, yeah. home, and you know she goes and checks it out. <clears throat> Empty room, no one's there, and uh, she just starts hitting a couple notes real quick, and then she leaves. Like, okay, whatever. And uh, she barely makes it anywhere, and it immediately piano starts playing again. 
She's like, well, what the hell? And then oh, that, that fucking little walker. Yeah. yeah. The walker, like, well, she shuts the piano key cover and then like it turns around the walkers right there and she knocks it over it's the loudest baby toy i'd ever heard <laughs> like there's so much going on in that i'm pretty sure that had a bose system it looks in like it. a fucking alien spaceship when when it goes off at night and a couple a couple of scenes later oh yeah holy shit well like it looks like a fucking rave seriously there's not one of those like 80 cent speakers that are in most kids toys. <laughs> yeah, these no. are these are like four inch fucking straight up bows mini yeah. subwoofers up in that bitch <laughs> i got a hover walker take my gold take gold <laughs> i guess i had to go metal with it for the little bigger speaker boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> little boom, boom. <laughs> oh i was I tried to do that for another one. It's like Mary had a little, and then I went whoop whoop. But it sounds like she has a womb, little womb, little whoop whoop, little womb whoop. Mary had a little womb. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a great version to start feeding the kids these days. I think uh, the, the old mother goose things need to be updated. This bitch was quite the hoe. <laughs> If you give her ten bucks, she'll go down low. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> All right, well we got a project Back after this. On track. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, okay. Take a note on that, Mother Goose. All right. Um. So yeah, the piano goes off twice. Uh, with the whole <laughs> you're fucking losing it. Um. Yeah, and then the baby stroller thing happens, and at this point, you know, she's already starting to get a weird out, get weirded out that they haven't gotten away from it, you know. The first movie ends with, of course, supposed at least, um, you know, kind of relief. She She's supposed to believe at that point that everything's taken care of. Um, she, of course, doesn't know that Josh has been possessed at the end of the movie. She doesn't know that he killed Elise, which is, again, why she was sticking up for him in, in the uh, investigation. So, like, now that she's kind of getting a little, uh, again, she goes, checks on the baby a little bit. Um, she sets up some baby monitors again in the baby's room now that they've moved into this new house. Maybe it's just because um, they just you know kind of got into this house and, and just hadn't done that. Or if it was like the piano thing that made her be like, well, I got something out of these last time. Maybe if I set them up again, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, she had the one. really was, but. Yeah, she had the one up in the baby's room and she was carrying it down when she heard the piano go off again. Mm -hmm. The baby monitor. Yeah. And then, you know, she hits that little walker thing and then. Um, just hear she hears something on the baby monitor immediately again. Yeah, come right for the away. baby's room, like screaming and crying, and so she starts running up that way. Looks in the crib, baby's gone, baby's gone, and then she, baby's on the floor. Right, they play with your heart for just like a split second. Yeah, because like they go just... in, they don't show the floor at all, and they just show the baby uh, crib being empty, and you're like, oh shit. Oh, shit, really lifted off real fucking fast. And then it's just on the floor. But still, like, that's, of course, a strange experience yeah. because it's an infant. Like, not even a year old kind of infant from the looks of things. And there's no way it got out of a crib. Oh, no, and on the floor and didn't hurt itself. Right, like, exactly. It would have been a tumble and fucking cracked its head or busted its face. Or yeah, some it would have had shit. something. But, so so that, that was kind of the end of that encounter, really. Yeah, pretty much. And then... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, so what happens next is Josh gets home, and she just starts spazzing. Like, I mean, rightfully so. Calling you know? bullshit on Shit's everything. not done. Shit's not done. It's still going crazy. I found the baby on the floor. This happened. The baby monitor. Piano. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, 
at this point, Josh is possessed. So he, the way he plays it off is very nonchalant and cavalier. Like, honey, everything's fine. We know this has been taken care of. It's probably just, you know, your imagination getting the best of you now. It's, it's probably still in your head, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Totally plays it off. I mean, of course, as the viewer, you know, he's not in his right head. And listening to him talk, you can hear that, like, right. that it's, it's not how you would expect him to respond. Really, he's uh, he, he's diverting everything. Yes, it he's, sounds very calculated and di- like, yeah. it's all diversion. He's, yeah, he's like defensive and just, just pushing her away from everything. Just, oh. But I mean, you know, was, you could also see it if you didn't know that he was possessed. You could see him, you know, just be, like if it was the the very first movie, he was just, you know, let's let's just try to fucking connect things here let's let's just think this through and mm-hmm. you know let's let's be logical about it because i haven't seen anything right right but no, knowing what you know it's like something's off about you sir yeah yeah he didn't have the same i mean i wouldn't call it urgency but he didn't have a sense of okay i'm gonna take you seriously concern kind of thing. yeah concern that's probably just a simple way of putting it i yeah. guess should have gone with that but i was trying to think of a <laughs> that's good why word. we got you two minds me. on this uh, always trying to think of the best word i can um and failed miserably as usual uh so he just sort of explains that away uh just kind of like you know chill out honey everything's gonna be fine you're you're over worrying and that that ends that scene so now we're gonna jump again so in the wake of elise's death her little uh ghost uh ghost team chaps are kind of investigating her house they, they're just they're just showing up to her house when uh when you pop in on the scene and uh, they kind of go in to kind of check shit out. I don't know. They don't really say what they're looking for at all, do they? I think they're just looking for, like, closure. Just kind of, you know, because it just happened. And they they worked with her for, obviously, a number of years. Yeah, so. yeah. And they, they, like, they talk about it. Like, we know firsthand that there's something beyond this life. Like, we know she's out there. And they're just... Spoilers, they do show the origin of that in the third one. Oh, they, they show two. the origin of how Elise met the two goons, hmm. uh, uh, where the two goons basically came from, uh, how Elise met that, or sorry, how they ended up being connected through this family that Elise was working with and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of cool. You get a little bit of a connection there, which is nice. And yeah, you do learn that they've been working together for, together for quite a long time. Yeah. Like, I mean, reasonably speaking, at least. I mean, she was still old when they started working together, but, I mean, that doesn't mean it hasn't been a good number of years at the same time. Could have been five years that they've been working together, and that's long enough. Definitely. I've worked with people at a place for two years, and it's like, when I when I leave there, it's like, fuck, I'm severing a hell of a relationship right. here. Right. I enjoyed hanging out with you at yeah. work every day. Like, you're good shit. Yeah, and it's somebody you see five days a week for X Shh. amount of hours all the times. Hey, hey, you fucks. We're trying to break this shit down. Shounds. How about you fuck off? How's that sound? Get up here. Look at yeah, that. Look at that. Coopy little hamster. I tell you, dogs can be such a handful. Take their jinglers off so they're not making a bunch of fucking noise. And they still make a bunch of fucking noise. Oh, Jesus. How about you explain what happens in the house while I take care of this? All right. So... While they're in the house, <clears throat> Elisa's house, that is, they're kind of looking around. They see, you know, you see all the uh, the work that they've done. And then they're downstairs, I think it is. And this, do- room, yeah. well, before they get into the reading room, they, uh, they're in this area. And then this, the door just kind of creaks open. And they're, uh, they're like, huh, she never left the door to her reading room unlocked. So, you know, maybe, maybe Elise is actually like kind of knowing what's up. And she's just kind of like guiding them that way like hey come right, check right. this shit out i was a little ahead of myself so 
But then, you know, they're like, they don't want to. <laughs> you fucker. I'm willing to bet it did. It was a good swan fart or <laughs> swan blast. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so they, they've never been down in this. I, maybe they have, but they've never been down there without her. And it's dark and they're kind of like weirded out. So they play this great game. Ninja Hunter Bear. It's like rock, paper, scissors, and I thought it was fantastic. It but is. But it's like full-on pantomime style. Full-blown body pantomimes. It's great. I, I, wanna... I thought that was pretty classy. It was fun. Like That just shows they're buddies. Um, and normally, it's also locked. I yeah. Mean, the door's, I mean, much less open. It's almost always locked. And I believe it's a padlock that she uses in the first movie is what she's got on the door. So it's not just something that comes undone. Yeah. And that happens in the first one, too, doesn't it? No, they never. They never go to Elise's place. You're right. They don't. They maybe, don't. maybe. I mean, you might be thinking of. I have no idea. It's probably a scene. Yeah, it is a scene from the third one. I'm thinking of, where it's. <clears throat> I mean, basically, all that happens is she's got a padlock on the door, and at one point she comes back and the padlock's unlocked and off the door, kind of thing. I was like, well, that's weird. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so normally it would be padlocked. I guess. I mean, spoilers again. I'm taking yep. information from a future. Honestly, movie, though, but... this whole thing is this the last two. Or the last dissection in this one. Spoilers. Yeah, I guess it's unfair to, or pointless rather to even say spoilers because we're going to get to the third one and that's going to spoil the whole movie. Like, so. literally everything is, we're, we're talking about a movie. So if you haven't seen Insidious 2, <laughs> don't listen to this right now. To be fair, someone might be listening to this just to like update themselves on the second one before they see the third one. They could do that. It's the only way that it's a real spoiler, I guess, at that point right? about the third like, one. Oh, uh, shucky ducky. Uh, so anyway, they're in this uh, reading room, and they do the the ninja bear, whatever. Ninja game. hunter bear. Ninja hunter bear. That's Come on, man, get this shit right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just disappointed. Worthless. Can never remember names. Can't remember games. Can't remember shit. Words in what general. What movie we're looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I get confused even by that. Anyway, the big guy loses, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he ends up heading in first, which. There was a light initially, right? It was when they went into that back room that there wasn't a light, or was it the whole time that there, there wasn't was a... a light? Because I know, because when he goes back into the, the I, basically it's a tape room. It's got all the tapes yeah. from all the interviews from all the yeah. There's a or light whatever. in there, but he knocks a bunch of shit over before he finds the light in that room. Yeah, I think knocks yep. a stack of tapes over, and conveniently the Josh tape is in that stack of tapes that he knocks over, and it's the first one he picks up. Right. Um. Yeah. So that's what happens. They go downstairs and they find the Josh tape right away. And was that intentional? It kind of seemed like that was intentional. I don't know. Like, see, I could have, you know, I mean, it was right there by the TV and everything. So I could see that, you know, this is one of Elisa's bigger things she's ever done. Like, it was a standout point in her little career. So, you know, that'd be something that it's like a trophy kind of well, thing. And they had just finished working on the yeah. the, the second half of the case, I guess. True. <laughs> so, yeah. Which the you guys know. actually worked through with her. So yeah. now they have a connection to this case on top of it. So they're like, okay, hey. Let's see what this is all about. Maybe they didn't get the full story from anybody, so they're like, well, let's see what's actually on this tape, you know? And Maybe we'll find something that, that she didn't, you know? That yeah. kind of thing. And which just... So they play the tape, and it goes back... Like, it's the recording of the introductory or introduction scene where it's young Josh, and he even does the whole, I'll show you. Yep. Which... Let's see. How did that go? Oh, when he says that, they notice something in the tape. Like they the big know- guy does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he notices a flicker 
off to the side that because Josh turns his head at, when he says that I'll show you thing, and when he turns his head, the the big guy points. At, Why can't I don't have a fucking clue what those guys' names? I just are, so. I literally I don't I just call them the crew. Uh, well, the Specs. one goes by Specs. Yeah. Okay, Specs and Beardy. He's got the glasses. We'll call them Specs and Beardy. I think that's what we called them last time, wasn't it? Specs probably. And <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay, so Beardy. Pneumatic devices. Yeah, exactly. He notices uh, something off to the side, and I don't think he really outright says that it's a face right out of the gate, or a person, or anything like that. He's just like, there's something there. There's something there. I can't remember. Do they elaborate on that? Um, not really. Right then and there. I, I they, know they do later, but I just couldn't remember if they really pointed yeah, no, anything it, out at that point. Because it, it just kind of cuts. Yeah, I mean, you know, a paranormal investigator. They look at the tapes and they just look for the faintest little thing. Like they stare at it, and he just happened to know notice that. So you don't really get. He just says there's some sort of anomaly there. That's basically all you get right there. Right, because it's later after they've been. And analyzed. And analyzed. After they've analyzed Extra syllables. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Perfect. Um, after they've analyzed it later, that's when you get the results on that, right? Boom. Fair. Okay. Guess what? Cut to another fucking house. Boom. We're switch flopping here. It's what? Four houses in this movie total? We got leases. We got the old house. All right, okay, let's go with the leases. The mom's house. Grandma. Grandma's house. what I'm going for. The house that the incident happened in from the first movie. Yep. And... Then we got the hospital wing. The hospital wing, right, right. And then we got uh, Kramer's house. And Kramer's house. Crane. Not Crane, Crane, yeah. yeah Crane. Yeah, Parker Crane. Well, the Crane household, I guess. To be yeah. Fair. Um, not to mention the spirit realms of all those places, except for Elise's in the hospital. Yep. I think that's it think that's it so we got we got seven that's a, that's a good number of locales to just be hip-hop in between sometimes you literally get 30 seconds in each one as they're just rapid firing <laughs> these i mean it works but it's you gotta you can't be falling asleep and watching that movie. no no and if you ain't ready for it you ain't gonna be ready for this fucking switch we're back to grandma's house boom grandma it's nighttime got run over by a reindeer on christmas it's nighttime at christmas time nighttime at christmas time grandma's about to get run over what do you think's gonna happen next um she's probably she gonna, gonna get run over she's gonna try to punch the deer in the face and hope it diverts its trail well i'm gonna assume grandma doesn't have a good hip so she's just gonna not be able to react in time you know she's gonna be like Oh! I was kind of hoping that Grandma was like a superhero, and she was right gonna on. pull this, pull this really awesome, like jump up in the air, do a 180, and land on. So one she's of their like backs Yoda, and ride it like a fucking champion kind of thing. You know? Okay, what I'm saying? so she's like Yoda. We're she's picturing like much, a Yoda yeah. Grandma. Okay. Y- Yoda had a crane, crane, a cane. God, we are really fucking on oh, words. Oh boy, like, this is embarrassing. This is neat. A lot of people get to hear this. <laughs> Lucky them. Right. So we're back at Grandma's house. It is nighttime. Dalton's asleep. We're getting to that scene that we've been referring to. Uh, she walks into the room, uh, the boys' room at this point. Dalton and uh, Foster are asleep. Yep. And is it? Is she talking to him first, or does he... I think he whispers something, and that gets her attention. Yeah, he, well, he whispers the thing, I flew away again, or something like that. Or she, she sees one of the pictures that is like, you know, I watched myself sleep, and then I flew away. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting there, and that's when she's like, don't don't leave us again. Then, you know, kisses him on the forehead, and as she's, she's lifting her head up, that's when he whispers, Grandma? It's like, what? There's someone standing behind you. And she's like, oh. 
Basically, you could cue the fiddles. Yeah, yeah. Right but there. They don't fuck you with like a, a shitty jump jump scene right away though, nope. which is kind of nice. <clears throat> but at this point, you know that a he's astral projecting. Grandma has figured out that he is again astral projecting, and there's a presence in this house. Yep, with them. Mm -hmm. So there's a good amount of shit that's revealed right in that little scene alone. And they kind of converse a little bit back and forth about the whole fact that he's conscious that she's there and he's telling her what's going on, what he's seeing, that there's a woman there, that she needs to get out and that kind of stuff. Um, and she hears toy noises again downstairs. Yep, she's looking around and uh, guess where it's coming from? That stupid fucking spaceship buggy bullshit. Yeah, the, basically the piano room. Jesus fucking Christ. Which, let's see. Yeah, so she's looking at that, so literally that fucking thing is just going off the chain This again. is the time where it's all lit up and everything, because we're in the middle yeah. of the night and Grandma goes down and checks on it. Yep. Grandma's Fuck. pretty fearless, by the way. Yeah, she's a total thug about it. Like, she's just like, alright, what's going on? You know, it could have been, like, somebody on bath salts down there, and she <laughs> would have been like, I'd rather have the demons. Like, are there any grannies whose face I can eat in here? Is that is that a thing? Do you guys have any of those? No, Timmy, go away! God damn it, fuck off, Greta! <laughs> <laughs> I just assume old people have old people friends. I mean, honestly, some I mean some people are have those names, and you just can't picture them being a child. That's true. Like, if I met a Harold today, I would not assume he's anything under the age no. of fifty. Or Richard, even Richard's hey, Richard, old... I would maybe accept. A little harder. Remember fucking little Richard who always ran through the, the hallways in high school? Oh, the... Stupid little fucker. He had the binder. Yep. Oh, yeah. he did. Yeah, well, so did Dave. Um, fuck, no, that was that was just a roll of duct tape. <laughs> that was like four rolls of duct tape, bro. <laughs> but as she's walking around anyway... Yeah, yeah. You see, walk past the hall in the distance, a white-robed figure. And she doesn't really notice that right away. And she's continuing to look around yeah she just kind of catches like a like a fleeting glimpse out of the corner of her eye as as the figure kind of passes past the hallway space yep like just one of those things where you know basically in any scenario where you're alone it's nighttime and you think you see something and it might have just eluded your vision by the time you turned your head right one of them scenarios uber 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 small section of the perifs muy sketchy boom which kind of upsets her a little bit i think but she doesn't like she doesn't freak out necessarily no. she's like oh fuck so, kind of goes upstairs. She's like, I'm just, my head's not in the right space. And she pops a few pills in the bathroom. Yeah, just trying and to clear her head. It's in the mirror behind, that she, she sees in the mirror that this, this figure again is behind her now at this point. Yep, right outside the bathroom door. Yeah, and then she turns around to head, to like go look outside the door, and then Josh is right there. Yep. So kind of startles her a bit, because of course she was expecting this ghost, and then Josh is there. Yeah. Well, see, with that, like, I'm trying to remember, because like, you know, what figure was that? Was that... Uh, oh, was the ghost figure? Yeah, was it's that... It's the mother. It's was Parker's it? mom. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because she's, she's got the bonnet, or not the bonnet, but the big bun on top of yeah. her head. And it's actually more of like a, like a cornflower blue, like a, a light blue yeah, than a uber, white. Yeah, uber, uber light. Yeah, and she wears that same dress like throughout the whole movie. Because see, when I first... when I, My first thought was, okay, Gow. you see that. Whatever. Yeah, and you know, I was like, okay, maybe that's the... The Parker Crane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe that's, you know, him just being all weird, dressing up weird or whatever. But it's, I mean, it's his mom, but like the door shuts and then 
she opens it and Josh is literally right there. So I was like, okay, maybe it was like a weekend state, like with the crossover, you know, trying to take over his body that mm-hmm. the grandma saw that. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, what's going on here? And then he realizes like, oh, fix, shit, fix this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. No, it's, uh, well, one thing that I, that I, that you kind of notice later on, like once he, once he starts losing it a little bit more and like, well, as it turns out, like since it's, I guess this is partially assuming on my behalf, but since it's a grown man's body, an adult body, that they can't maintain life in that body. I mean, the demon can't maintain life in, in this body because it's an adult. It's not. It wasn't a pure soul when they came into it. That's why he's deteriorating throughout this entire movie. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's, it's the dead spirit in the body. Correct. And that spirit still has holds or something like that. Something like, to that effect, yeah. Like, like something about the... Because it was the child's... Or the children, rather, are the ones that they're always looking for because, A, they're pure and they're influential. They're yeah. easily influenced yep. and influential. So I think the it's something about, like, an, an adult doesn't have that, and I think that's what prevents them from being able to stay in those bodies. So, like, <clears throat> it's not even too long after that, or after this point that we're currently at, that I think this kind of happens anyway, so I don't feel too bad about saying it now. Like, you, you, your first sign is that, like, they kind of pop in on a scene and he's, like, pulling a tooth out. Like, a tooth is, like, from the root and everything. Yeah, it's, like, it's it just like, pops oh, up. Shit. And kind of the whole reason I was going towards this uh, is because you were alluding to, like, maybe he was trying to cover up uh, this, this kind of weird crossover thing that, that the grandma was seeing. And when he's in the bathroom, he's talking to her, to yeah. that spirit. So they definitely do have a connection. or He's able to communicate with that woman so it is possible that like for some maybe in some way they were they were conversing or they were interacting in some way and that's that's how he knew that she was seeing this old lady this apparition walk around the house and so he knew to cover it up and that would make sense i mean yeah it would make sense it's really roundabout way of saying like it, it would make sense that I mean, he's able to communicate, so maybe he didn't know. That would be, I mean, it was awful fishy that he was just outside that door. You know? Right. Yeah, just randomly end of the hall. Like, he walked there, and she opened the door, and then they had a conversation, like a two-minute conversation, or they exchanged words, and then he just walked away. It's like, I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, why were you just in the hallway like that? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. But, you know what we're going to do again? We're going to jump. Boom. Jump. Where are we jumping jump to? Houses, though. No, it, it just, just it jumps, jumps to the next day. day. Yeah. Well, so, what are we doing? Well, at this point, um, Dalton is talking to, uh, I believe, Renee at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's talking to Renee. Um, or at least this was the next noteworthy thing in, in my head was he's referring to how he had a bad dream last night about how he was talking to grandma and there was a woman standing behind her. And so, I mean, he's obviously just telling his mom exactly what happened. He just yeah. doesn't know that it's still occurring. And uh, no, they didn't do the uh, the suppression on him. They didn't nope. do that at the end of the first one. So it is almost a little odd that that he wouldn't. It, it almost seems like he was naive. Like the way he was explaining it to his mom is like it was it was not something that he would think anything of. Whereas since those events in the first movie had just happened, like this is picking up right after all that happens. You think he would be like, mom, it's still happening. I right. saw a woman standing behind grandma kind of thing, as opposed to playing naive about it. I thought that was kind of odd. Right. A weird way to play out that scene. It's like, well, he doesn't have fucking amnesia. He's right. just a kid. That's well, all. Well, now here's the thing though. Well, never mind. That doesn't even make sense. So I'm going to stop that thought right there. <laughs> Not a bad idea. All right. <laughs> And that's basically all that is like that. That's basically 
the only importance to that entire scene is he's yeah. just kind of it's just another way that the mom is is being confirmed that sh- that shit's still going on. Like she's just one one notch further in knowing that everything's still fucked up and that something has to be done. And it's at this point after grandma had this experience last night, she's not she's not feeling what what Josh said. Like she knows that something's still up. And it, doesn't he say something like something about their interaction? You can like something he says doesn't sit with her. And I can't remember like what the convert or what the conversation consisted of, but you can kind of see it in her face. And it's a lot like when he's explaining it away to Renee earlier in the movie, like you can just tell that something isn't right. The way he's talking to her is abnormal for her to experience. Well, okay. So I I think what this one is, cause I, they're talking really like close, like face to face kind of thing. And, um, whatever he says, she's looking at his eyes and she makes a little bit later, like before this scene, next scene comes in, she's talking to the grandma and he's like, you know, I looked at his eye into his eyes the same way I have for the past every day for the past 12 years. And I didn't know who I saw. Yeah. Like, I did not recognize that person. So she's really unnerved again because of the paranormal stuff and not reckon like you can look into somebody's eyes and know who that person is. You can tell if something's changed. Yeah. So, like, eyes are a, kind of a big thing. So, she's already ready, kind of weird about that. And then I don't know how Excuse the me. next scene, how how the uh, interaction between, starting with the next scene, um, how the grandma and Elisa's crew meet up. Did they contact them to show her the tape, or did she contact them to talk about? Like to ask for their help. I don't feel like they really explain that. Like all of a sudden, contacted who at least? Yeah, like all of a sudden they're just they're there, like they're at Elise's. It kind of seems more like Grandma reaches out to me, um, but I, I have no real good like proof or or anecdotal evidence to to suggest that that's a fact. Like it just kind of seemed that way to me. But see, then I I mean I I saw it the other way, like. You know, they altered the uh, tapes or they enhanced the tapes or did whatever. So they're trying to figure it out. And then they notice the figure that they see that Josh was talking to. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, sh- they probably never noticed this. So, hey, you, you know what's going on with this. We just want to let you know. Right, right. Because you're his fucking mother. Right. For the whole thing. Something weird's going on. And yeah, and that's actually what they explain it during the scene that what, what the, what Beardy saw was uh josh standing in the background full-grown josh Josh, right which right there like they added a whole different element that they didn't have in the first one which is almost like a weird time travel aspect to it which is different i mean i feel like that it's it's kind of a knock or a nod to what the further is it's yeah like limitless space where you can travel to anything yeah like it's like know how to get there yeah it's all about memories so it's kind of like a timeless zone it's just the more memories people have the more stuff's going on Mm -hmm. so you if you remember that stuff it existed in the further and you can just it can make it can happen if you're looking for it and you know what you need to do yeah you can do that there yeah it was a depth uh, thing that I wasn't really expecting. Right. It really, really was. I was very like the. I was like, how are they gonna tie this in? And I'm glad that they don't just do it like with that one little thing. Like they continue to kind of to add little pieces of that into the whole thing, which is fucking fantastic. How they did all that stuff is what makes this movie fucking great. But we'll get to that point in a little bit. Um. So anyway, so now Grandma kind of gets the lowdown on, on what's going on. And that's basically that whole scene. Like, so 
Boom. We jump again. Woo! <laughs> uh, this one starts out. It's back at the house, and uh, Renee gets a phone call. And it's the detective saying, hey, fingerprints didn't match. Which, I mean, in the first one, you know Josh strangled her. Like, yeah, it was Josh's yeah. body. But why won't? why don't the fingerprints match? Because it's not Josh. So the body is changing because mm-hmm. the old lady's in his body. Like, that's... And um, when they do that scene in the first one, when, when it's happened, like the first, the first part happens where you see Josh grab her by the neck and start fucking choking her. And then it shows it from Elisa's side and she's seeing the lady in black doing yep. that. So I think that, 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 just, that does kind of allude to the fact that there's a merge. Like at this point, there is a certain consistency between the woman in black now taking over this body as yeah. opposed to just kind of walking around it kind of, right. kind of being attached basically to being it. basically being the conscious entity in that body right, right it's just it's literally a parasite another thing i thought was weird about that was like they were showing the pictures of like her neck and stuff and it looked like there was like broken skin and everything like 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 fingers had literally dug into her uh, yeah neck skin, like well which is like off to the side it looked like two thumbprints like finger like long fingernails yeah. maybe cut which, which was inconsistent that kind of bothered me that was like one of the one inconsistent things that they that they actually did because like they show it at the when she's dead at the end of the first movie there's she's nothing just, on her neck yeah yeah she's just a blank face and they, sh- they show it again uh at one point during this movie and there's there's never any marks until you see these photos right which that kind of bugged me i was like look if there was broken skin you would have seen it right away and in these pictures there's broken fucking skin well, now here's the thing. So they're, they're they're going off of strictly fingerprints. If they thought it was Josh, it could have been DNA in general because you would yeah. get epithelial transfer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Didn't they check his hands? Like, wouldn't that be part of a thorough investigation? You you have the cadaver that you're mm-hmm. dealing with, so you you have unlimited access to that. But you want to get if you think he did it, you're gonna want to get underneath the fingernails. Mm-hmm. You're gonna want to get all that. If yeah. You, basically, yeah. that's what you do. If her DNA is on your hands. You're fucked. Like, your fingerprints may not have transferred, but guess what? Especially if you broke skin like that, there'd be blood. And I don't know how well skin holds a fingerprint anyway. Yeah. It's not like a glass surface by any fucking stretch. Like, it was... I didn't... I didn't even feel like they were looking for fingerprints. Like, I, I wasn't sure what they were looking for. Yeah. It seemed like an odd uh, odd choice for, like, forensic evidence to try to use. Yeah, like, I, well... If, if anything... I mean, fuck. We've watched so much ID channel that it's... Or fuck, half the world has watched CSI since yeah. we were, since we were in our teens. So like, we all have enough knowledge of what forensic teams do that it makes the, the whole forensic police side of what happened in that case just look like bullshit. Right? Like they didn't try. Fucking everyone in that force ate paint chips as a child. <laughs> Probably still does. <laughs> forensic game week, son. Swapping hand jobs or oh, something. Ac- actually hand jobs are called uh, Herbie Hank uh John Hancock's actually. Oh? That's that's yeah, so don't ever say you want to uh give somebody a their uh or you need a John Hancock. Jesus. It's got dark. Yeah, a little sun covers little sun. Little cloud little, covers up the sun. A little sun covers up them clouds. I am fucking on it with my words right? today. You know what the problem is? AIDS. Well, I was gonna say the lack of liquor for us both. That's gotta be it. God, liquor helps my speech. We gotta not. get somebody to get pop for us. <laughs> if you're listening to this, bring us pop yesterday. Bring us soda. <laughs> Come on, you're so lazy. God, twats. 
Uh, so is it while she's on the phone that the walker rolls into the hallway? Yeah, that's actually my next notes. One of the few legible ones I got here. <laughs> it talks about, you know, they're saying the fingerprints are Josh's. And then there's a couple space and it just says, fuck the walker. Fuck that thing. <laughs> Fuck the walker. Because <laughs> guess what? I would have busted that thing. I would have broke that thing to pieces after the second time. Something tells me they're not cheap, especially one that looks like a fucking spaceship. Yeah, ba- anything that uh, holds a baby is kind of expensive. You know, that they have a lot of safety things they have to meet. You should hit that light behind you real quick. There you go. Nailed it. Beat that bitch like a redhead <gasps> child. Beat that bitch like a cupcake. What? Something disappears. What disappears? Uh, Go ahead. Okay. So, um, so yeah, she's walking around now with that fucking walker's going off, and, uh, then you see a little girl, or you see somebody sitting on a, a, I just wrote bitch on couch. (laughs) So there's a bitch on the couch. Very good. (laughs) Don't really, I can't give you information on age or anything like that now. But uh, she's singing row, row, or then she hears a row, row, row your boat coming through the baby monitor. Yeah, yeah. And then the door slams, and... The door upstairs. Yeah, the door upstairs where the baby is. Yeah, you can hear the door slam upstairs from downstairs. And then, God, what is it? Well, after, like, there's some more noise on the baby monitor, and, like... The song doesn't end like the song normally would. You know, it's some weird kind of like in the first one that kind of happens, right? Um, when when the when the guy <clears throat> the red face guy yells through it, um, it it ends kind of weird. The door slams, so she runs upstairs and gets into the room after a struggle. Oh no! Before she runs upstairs, that's the first time you hear the "Don't you dare!" and then you hear a slapping sound as after the, shortly after the door had slammed. So that's why oh, she okay. takes off upstairs. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I didn't even remember the actual the quote from that. At yeah, all. I mean, stuff's flying everywhere, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was when the when the door slams, like the the fucking stroller gets thrown up in the air, and something else. Yeah, the, the too, walker. Is, the fucking walker. Well, that's what I meant with the stroller when I said oh, stroller. The there, there was like a cradle. Walker and something else. Yeah, like a rocking flying. horse or something. Yeah, they, they just get launched into the air all of a sudden. So anyway, yeah, she goes upstairs and after a little bit of a struggle gets into the room and there's no baby. So she like she runs downstairs. There's a ruckus. Some more toys jump around. And uh, she goes back into what appears to be like the den, essentially, um, down downstairs. And that's when she can not confronts, but runs into the old lady. Yeah, uh, the the mother. The mother, right, right, not the lady in black. Uh, the mother of the lady in black, as it turns out in the end, which is a fun little theory that we played with last time that ends up being true. Which is boom. You think we would have fucking known it since we had seen both movies, right? It's too deep. We didn't get it the first time. We we're probably, so deep. It's the uh, deepest ever. Um, inebriated. That every yeah, time. Yeah, pretty much. We should just call these drunk dissections. Uh, really should, and then just. Include a lot more liquor. I'm down. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, there's a small confrontation. And that she again yells the don't you dare. And then she smacks the fuck out of Renee. Oh, the living shit out of her. Just she knocks that and... bitch out one slap. <laughs> boom. Takes you just got some poultry punched. Fucking legged table. Para punched. You pulled the paragun? Pulled the para punched? You just got... Ghost fisted, phantom fister, 
Boom. Phantom Fister. You nailed it. Oh. You nailed it. You worked that one out. Slowly but surely oh. came up to Phantom Fister. What a, oh. what a win. There we go. Yeah, she gets the shit rocked out of her. That's fucking awesome. Right? And, uh... And, uh... That is the end of that scene, so is. guess what we're doing now? Because she, and, like, that knocks her the fuck out. She's out cold from this bitch slap from uh, the ghost lady. Yeah, got shitty nipples now. Shitty nipples. That's what happened. That's what, like, what like they're calling it now. On the no, that, that's what they call nipple. it now when you get knocked out. Oh, shitty nipples? Yeah. Oh, man, they haven't heard that on yeah, dude. recently. Fucking shitty nipples. Yeah, motherfucking back. shitty nipped. <laughs> <laughs> Contemporaries. <laughs> shitty nip. Fucking Jackie. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, so then enter. We didn't really talk about Carl too much. Nope. Like, we didn't give a name from him. from the So, in the opening scene, where the interview originally happens, the guy that had initially been helping out the family with Josh uh, is a guy named Carl. And he uh, he's another medium uh, gentleman who had had contact with Elise before. They had worked together and whatnot. And uh, he is the one that called Elise in to help with the whole Josh thing and... and because he didn't know what else to do. Like he, he admitted he, he was scared. It. Yeah, he was fucked. He was fucked with this whole situation. He knew it was a strong entity and didn't know what to do about it. And that's how these got brought in. So now, uh, here we are, re-enter, re-enter rather, Carl. Fucking years later, back on the scene to finish off this whole fucking Josh thing that that got started. Uh, so he shows up and uh, meets with the uh, the ghost team and grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably, they're still at the house. Yeah, they're still at Elise's still, place. There we go. Yeah, it's still at Elise's. Uh, um, excuse me. This is my very struggle page of notes too. Just so oh, you know, oh, this is good. the ki belly button. <laughs> the ki belly button page. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of goes into this diatribe explaining about how uh, every medium kind of has their own way of making contact, and how his way is uh, his his little dice. Um, and something that I thought of when when he was given this explanation was like. Okay, so maybe that kind of explains the whole gas mask thing that we had a problem with in the first movie. Like, maybe that's her thing, and how that's just how she contacts. Like, that was that was one of the first way I was able to kind of rationalize that yeah. watching through this second movie again. I was like, well, that would kind of make sense if they each have their own way of, of doing it. Like, uh, which is it, it kind of brings up more questions in that element. Is like, okay, now I'm kind of curious how they figure out what their way is. Like, right? How do how do these mediums how like how do you just pick up a bunch of dice that have number or letters rather on and decide on, that's on how you like, do I'm it? Throw these. Hey, those are words. Right. Here, try this again. I'll ask a question this time. Like, words that answers my. Hmm. Like, what are the odds that that happens? You yeah. know, or that you put on this silly gas mask thing with a strange tube hanging off of it? Right. Like, it, it kind of made sense to rationalize. Like, okay, maybe that's her way, but at the same time, I, I just ended up with more questions out of that. Like, oh, how the fuck do they get to that point then? But that's how he does it. He rolls some fucking dice with letters on them, and it comes up with words. Kind of like uh, a Ouija board with dice. Yeah. But now here's the thing. Honestly, I'd rather have I'm. Way more okay with the the cheesy little things like that that they did, you know, the gas mask thing oh, in the first yeah, one. Yeah, they totally worked it. Versus going a whole lot of cheap scares or CGI, you know, like adding too much extra stuff. They kept it simple with just a little bit of, you know, they flared up just a little bit, which honestly, I can get over that fact oh, way yeah. easier. I mean... One of our big concerns with the the third one that was that just came out was that they were gonna cheap it up, you know, 
And uh, after having done uh, Insidious 1 a couple of weeks ago and then us watching this Insidious 2, I was like, well, they did kind of do a little bit more of that in this one too, didn't they? They didn't really notice it the first time. Yeah. And it wasn't in your face really, but they definitely did more uh, more of the jump scares, I would say, in the second one. Um, I wouldn't say they added much for effects at all. Nothing was completely over the top where it was just like really the i would say the other thing that they the one thing that they really did overdo and we talked about this even during the movie was the nods how they were like oh you see that you see how we connected this to the first one did you did you see it because they they give you these annoying lines that is just like that's just insulting we all got it like we figured it out it wasn't it wasn't that confusing yeah you're talking you're confused that with the third one again no no they they did there was one of those in the second one too oh yeah they they did a little bit of that in the second one not nearly as much as the third one but they did it it like twice yeah the only one i noticed or at least that bothered me was the when they're back in the old footage and you know josh is pointing at the door and they're like Mm -hmm. so that's what that was yeah clearly that was fucking that 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 was the big one are you was the big one shut your mouth elise you're awesome but shut up i did not need that line that was the one that bothered me the most and that's they did that like three times in the second and the third movie like two or maybe even four honestly god like it just is like that line was so not necessary we all got it that you you just connected this to that we we got it and that's (laughs) awesome you fucking nailed it but now you fucking ruined it with that dumb right? fucking line. Thanks. It's like like you're in gymnastics, like you know you're doing like a pole vaulting thing I or whatever. Do Something, yeah, you know you do this great run and you you stick the landing, but you got a big old boner at the end. <laughs> like it's <laughs> you did everything great right up until the boner. Yeah, you like everything's perfect, but everyone's like he's so, they're so into themselves right now that they <laughs> nailed that that they're they're they got a boner. So like it's going to be good, but you just kind of ruined the moment. Yeah, you did. You oversalted your fries. Boom. Put your boner away. <laughs> Boom. Put your boner away. But yeah, so they, they do end up uh, coming up with the conclusion that they need to contact Elise to figure mm-hmm. out why adult Josh is in the videotape at that. Mm-hmm. So they bust out the dice. Right. Right, right. And uh, they're trying to uh, contact, rolling dice. They don't get much. They're looking to make contact with Elise specifically. Speci- He's calling yeah. out to Elise. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what is it? All of a sudden, like, well, the first couple rolls, nothing happens. And he's like, you know, it's not an exact. It's dud tries, and then it's the third time to charm is how it ends yeah. up working out. Yeah. And then, like, at that moment, like, the lights fucking blo- uh, go out, but yep, the yep. TV flashes on. And they, you kind of think something's going to actually, that's what you're going to contact. There's in. a rumble in the room. Everything's kind of shifting funny. And yeah, you could, you could tell shit's like, oh, okay. I think, uh, I think we hit something. Right. Whether it's good or not, it's a whole other story. But, but I think we hit something. Right. We, we, we got somebody here. They make contact. Uh, yeah, they do. Um, it says, yes, is, is the first thing, which is uh, something to the tune is, is at least there or yeah. something like that. Can you, oh, no, what it was is, because this was a vague one, is can you hear me? Oh, okay. Right. You're yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So you don't know who's actually they, there. Somebody now, heard them. I started to write down what the questions were and what the responses were at one point, but I, th- I can't remember if I missed the first one or not. That's it. I got it. Is that what your I AI just made... belly button is? Boom. Okay. <laughs> so they're like, they make contact and they think they're talking to Elise. Yeah. And uh, they go, you know, they're like, who killed you? And the answer to that was, she did. That's what the dice spell. Yeah. So then. Um, Okay, good. Uh, then I didn't miss any questions because yeah. that was the first. One, that was the next one that I had an answer to as well. Yeah, they're like, "Who is she?" Won't say like, uh, "What does she want?" 
and you get the dice come up with kill. Mm-hmm. She wants to kill. And like, where is she? Hiding. That's what the dice end up spelling. And then they roll again. They're like, where is she hiding? And they can't make anything out. Like, like they can't figure out the dice. And then Beardy is like, oh, right there. Our Lady Angles or whatever. They're yeah, like, yeah, no, they say Angles. Yeah. yeah. Our like, Lady Angles. Like, what the hell does that mean? And the mom or the grandma connects it right away. She's like. It's Our Lady Angel, uh, yeah, Our, Our Lady, Lady Angel. Angel's yeah. Hospital, where I used to work. That's where she used to do her nursing job when she was younger. Boom. Bada ba 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 boom. And so, uh, guess what happens from there? We we jump. Oh, shocker! I don't know if you guys can hear my snap. It's my my cool little thing oh, I'm oh, doing. Snap, the snap will come up. Yeah, uh, snap, crackle, and pop. Shortest scene in the whole movie is coming up right here. Enter yeah, Josh okay. at the house. I took literally a note on this scene because that's all that happened. It, it, there's there's a weird thing that happened in this scene though. Like Josh comes home, sees like the furniture all busted. Like Elise busted through a fucking thick ass chair. Like there's boards everywhere. He's like, oh, doesn't really seem too concerned. He just picks her up Renee. and put. Yeah, what did you I said say? Elise. Oops. Yeah, he finds Renee. Sorry. Um, finds Renee on the floor, and then he he doesn't seem uber concerned. He just picks her up and sets her on the couch. And he's all creepy about it. Yeah, he sniffs her like he sniffs her for a minute or two. It is like he okay. he must be able to like smell the tasty soul. You know? Yeah, he's like, oh, well, he's like, this is what it's like to be alive again. Like, oh, that that makes sense. Familiar right? things, right? Because later he's he says the whole, I've oh, it's been so long since I felt the real, real pain. pain. Yeah, and it's oh, I can't wait. My favorite part is inflicting it on others. Like, yeah. like okay, but like that was just a weird scene. I was just like. First of all, you can tell that it's not Josh 100% at this point yeah, because oh yeah. not concerned that his wife just got fucked up and is on the floor. Like, you come home and you see somebody on the ground, you're be like, oh shit, what's going on? You know, especially busted through a table. Right. But nothing's been stolen. The front door wasn't broken into, so you know it wasn't just some, like, random burglar guy that fucked with her. I mean, you should have right then and there been like, hmm, my wife's knocked the fuck out. This chair's broken. Uh... No sign of a struggle. Panic. Right? Makes sense. Exactly. But doesn't. Boom. Nothing. Just Which, a I mean, good old granted, sniff. To the audience, you already knew that he was possessed, but like, yeah. it was the first like real sign of the movie that he's like, ah, uh, this isn't me anymore. Disengaged. Yeah. Doesn't know how to have the emotions. Completely separate. Right. Exactly. And end scene. Shocker. Fucking jumps again. Where to? Lady Angles. Hard, hard, 90-degree lady angles. Shitty nips, bro. So glad vaginas don't actually have angles. That'd be weird. Well, yeah, they have mounds. Mounds? They have mounds? Explain these Explain these mounds within the JJ. Well, because it's just all... It's all tissue, hmm. so tissue doesn't get angles. They just no, kind of bulbous out. Tends, tends to not angle much. But, I mean, you know. Well, I mean, it has to have some sort of angle. Like, with pelvic bone. I guess that would be an angle. What if what if there was like uh only like like two maybe three inches of reservoir before it took a direct left turn? Like <laughs> how be... awful would sex be? Well, hey, just stabbing a skin wall three inches into a vagina over. It the, over. literally the phrase <laughs> "just the tip" wouldn't exist anymore because that's all it would be. <laughs> or we'd all have micrococks. Or we'd have like like. Bone, you wouldn't get. You'd have to put it in soft, and that like wiggle that thing in soft, which would just be weird. You know, like you gotta have like pipe cleaning, like, yeah, thumbing yeah. it in there. Got this 
That'd be so hard. Try to fucking feed your limp cock into a hopefully moist vagina. Hopefully. There's no <laughs> way that you can get that in there dry. But then, not only that, you have to make it feel good enough to get hard around a corner. Yeah. yeah. Like... And then you're only gonna get semi hard because if you get totally hard, it's just gonna wanna you're not, that corner. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to move either. Like you, it's gonna be like like what is it, tiger sex or lion sex? Where they when they mount them, they have like a hook on their dick, so it's they cats. In yeah, general man, they all they, got barbs on their dicks, so they can't get away. <laughs> yeah, well, so yep, that's the thing. It'd be like that. Uh, how, about we, how about we don't discuss how we're from insidious to cat dicks? Listen, hey, here you go. Listen to the podcast. You'll have to listen, yeah. Boom. I'm not that curious. Oh, you're curious. <laughs> I can tell. You walked down the hall and had to interrupt us, so therefore you're curious. That's pretty curious. I think you're probably the most curious about this you've ever been, about anything in your life. Like at least 90% more curious than normal. Like, I'm curious enough to sit and re-listen to you guys for over an hour. Well, I can tell you right now, it's right around an hour and six minutes that it starts. Well, then I'll just fast forward. We're already at an hour and six minutes? Yeah. Hour and eight. eight. Oh, shit. We still got, like, five pages to go. You know, that's okay. Don't tell me how to live. I want mac and cheese. Okay, well, I'm going to keep talking while you figure the battery thing out. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, see. Battery almost died in the middle of fucking... Oh, that would have been... St- Stinky. It just gave me the emergency low battery symbol, so. Okay, so, boom. We're back at Lady Angles. Back to the Lady Angles. And, uh, it's abandoned. It's real decrepit. Typical ghost. Right. Zach Baggins guy wants yeah. to wants to go there and look around. Yeah, yeah. Like. Zach Baggins type would like to be in there. Definitely. Like, there's, okay, first of all, there's tiles on the ground, and there's not even tiles busted out of the wall. That's how shitty this place is. There's, like, baby dolls on the ground. They step on it and goes, Mama! That was the creepiest fucking doll ever. It was so fat, too. That was a sketchy fucking doll. Like, holy shit. Like, that's really that's a really common trope in scary movies is is the dolls. Dolls always tend to be pro Jesus. Tend to be portrayed as creepy. Um <laughs> She comes out right as like, Mama, Mama My my dog's possessed. That's awesome. Yeah, something about that doll was particularly weird. The whole, like, step on it squeaker effect, and then it said words, and then it kind of squeaked and trailed off at the end because it was the end of the squeaker, and it was it was so creepy. Yeah, Normally definitely. dolls aren't all that creepy to me. I mean, even fucking Dead Silence, like, the dolls weren't the creepy part, really. It was, oh, it was, it was the ambience that was creepy. I just movie. thought Mary Shaw was terrifying. Like, she was one of the first horror people to give me nightmares. Yeah? Like, I had a nightmare Some about it. She ripped my bottom movie. jaw off. Oh, sketch. Like, how the the detective with the shaver yeah, dies, yeah. like, she straight up, like, oh, ripped. Yeah. It was... So glad it was, I don't have scary dreams. I, I don't have that many, but when I do, man, they're intense, and I, like, wake up, like, like my bed is in a lake. Like, I peed myself, and I, it's sweat. It's sweat, everyone. It's sweat. Swamp ass. Swass. But, so they're walking around after this doll Indeed. scene, and uh, they kind of get drawn to this... Well, she has a, an elevator, like, a flashback. She sees an elevator... P. P. Carl. No, this is the grandma because she works there, so she's having the. Uh... Oh, oh, I see what you're getting to. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, 
Yes, that does happen. But before that happens, Carl's starting to get like little visions and stuff. Like he's he's feeling the energy in this building, and he's kind of getting little flashes here and there of like crazy shit that's happened there. Oh yeah, like, there's a little bit of that right away. But yeah, you're right. I mean, he, the more main thing is when Grandma first. Yeah, comes he kind of leads them into. The, or, yeah, they kind of end up just drawn to this room, mm-hmm. and they're looking around like, "What happened? In, or what is this place?" And uh, what is that's it? when the flashback happens. Yeah. So, like, the first part of the flashback is um, young Josh in this hospital room, and he's walking up to this old guy, uh, like, like super old, ancient, 80, 90-year-olds, decrepit in the fucking hospital kind of guy, and, uh, like, he kind of looks at him a little weird, and then it, it, I can't remember if it, like, pans away to look at a different part of the room, but, like, it comes back. And, like, there's other people in the room. Yeah, he just kind of wandered in. Yeah, it was kind of weird that he just wandered in and, like, these other people that were in the room with this old guy looking almost dead body. Like, they didn't say something like, what are you doing here, little boy? Right. Like, nobody gave a shit until all of a sudden they come back and, and now the old man's choking this child. Yeah. Like, okay, nobody cares until the boy is about to be killed. Right. What the fuck? And you don't get too much information about that. Like out of the gate, they they do kind of suss it all up at the end, but well, it, it shows the name, which was Parker Crane. Parker Crane, and uh, the show is like clipboard or whatever. Yeah, the medical it's file. Charts. Yep. Oh, Grandma gets out. It's a flashback. She's uh, remembering what happened there, and uh, she's it shows her getting off work and uh, going to an elevator, and she gets in the elevator, starts going down to the main floor. Next floor down, door opens. Old dude, rickety old dude gets in, just happens to be Parker Crane in a jacket. He doesn't say a damn word the whole time. And she's like, hey, you know, I'm sorry about Josh the other day. He's just blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't say anything the whole elevator ride. And they get to the main floor and he just kind of walks off and just disappears. And she walks up to the uh, reception desk like, hey, what's the patient from this room doing up? She's like, what? Like Parker Crane from room blah, blah, blah. And uh, the reception's like, he died yesterday. It's like, what? I literally just rode down the elevator with him. Like, no, he jumped off the roof yesterday and killed himself. He's very dead. Very, very much so. The so, opposite of alive. Yeah, so she's like, uh, what? What? What, what, what? Oh my god, what? This is Rob Lossi. Calm down. No. Blame Canada! <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, that was. I mean, that was pretty much it. She was just kind of like, yeah, "What?" Yeah, you just kind of get the lowdown on like the fact that she had dealt with with Mr. Crane at some point. Basically, that, that's most of that scene, and that there was even an interaction between Josh and Mr. Crane, of course. Right. Uh, sorry, I couldn't remember if we had that on. Yeah. Recording yeah. or not? No, we didn't. <laughs> there was a, an incident. Pause button guy had had to start over. That kind of shit. Whatever. But, I mean, nonetheless. It's, uh... We're at another beautiful point where we jump, aren't we? We are. Motherfuckers. Get, where are we, Petey? We have gone back to the house with Josh. Not me. Other Josh. Nope, other Josh. Mm-hmm. Adult Josh. Yep. Pose that's Josh. His teeth are falling out. That's true. Now we've reached the teeth falling out scene. Why? Because he's possessed. Or he has gingivitis. Gin- gingivitis. It's ginger. No. Gingivitis is about shows what kind of dentist I go to, right? He's well. I mean, you're gonna have a ginger baby. That's I'm gonna beat with mackerel. So, fair assessment. Yeah. Um. 
<clears throat> so yeah, he's there, and he's top as his teeth are falling out. He's talking. He's what is what is he saying? You remember that? I don't really remember what he's saying, honestly. I do. I wrote that down. Well, tell me. All right, you ready for this? I know that he's got a dead soul. Yep. And I remember him, his live body is decaying. Like, he's refusing something. Like it, it's at this point, he's in the bathroom. He's talking with presumably what would be mother. Uh, mother. Yeah, Parker Crane's mother. Um, and what I got out of it is that like she said for him to be able to keep the body that he's currently in, Josh's, he would have to kill the family. Yep. Is that what it was? Yep. Because like that's I was kind of it's kind of up into interpretation in, in, in that scene because they don't really outright say it. Yeah. Well, he's like, I can't. Please don't make me do it. I can't. Like he's like begging with somebody, mm-hmm. and yeah, you kind of hear this like ethereal whisper, and yeah, yeah. it's like. You know, yeah, for you to keep the body you're in, they must die. So, and, uh... Which is sketch. Right? But, I mean, at the same time, it's kind of <clears throat> kind of interesting that, that he would choose to not do that. You know, that he would not want to, um, not want to kill the family. I mean, he's he wants to be in this body, and he was a serial killer in his former life. So why would be why would he be so against killing this family in order to keep the body that he now has freed himself from the spirit world with, you know? Right. I, I, mean, I don't understand why he would be so strung up on that, being as how he's already a serial killer. Right. Maybe he was trying to get like a normal family. Was choking family. his thing? No, I don't know. Like, is that how he killed his victims consistently? I, he just, I think he he just liked to torture them. He liked to make sure they knew he does that it again they were later. Gonna, well, he, yeah. Like that's a go-to thing, but he just wanted to make sure he knew they were gonna die. Like he wanted, he wanted to be drown, dr- uh, drug out. Oh, like, okay. He he enjoyed torturing people as he killed them. I guess a plus to choking someone out is they get to stare you in the face as they die. Right. And it's a, it's not an incredibly fast thing, but it's not the slowest right. either. And but. you know, depending on your knowledge of your hand strength and and where they're at physically, you could theoretically keep them alive on and off. Right. So, yeah, I, that makes sense. More torture than anything else. Uh, so that's basically the entirety of that. It's just kind of hinting to, okay, his body's decaying, and he refuses to follow his mother's orders at this point still, which is good. Right? It's good. I mean, it's at least one plus. Boom. I snapped. That was a week when my thumbs were sore. See? That's how many scenes we got here. They're just all over the board. Fucking blame the thumbs. Dude. The thumbs or? The thumbs. Why, why my thumbs? You said your thumbs weak. It's it's tired from all the snapping oh, from all the fuck. fiddlesticks, you bitch. Um. So yeah, next scene. I mean, Renee wakes up, and uh, based on my notes here, yeah, that you can almost read. She kind of freaks out with yeah, Josh. Yeah, she's on in Josh. a frenzy. Yeah, she she wakes up in a panic. Yeah, and uh. Josh gets angry because she's verbally attacking him about everything that's going on. And they're having an argument up in the room. And What was she all panicked about? Was she having like a bad dream or Oh no, she was freaked out because she just came oh, to yeah, from, getting, coming too. from getting right, shitty right, right. nipped. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh Josh that's is like there's no like you're crazy right now. There's nothing going on. We have to. We're staying here. This is our life now. Get yeah, over it. Yeah. And then. But he's got an oddly calm voice about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, and this is this is when it's particularly weird that he's as calm as he is because, as we talked about before, she was knocked the fuck out by a ghost. Yeah. And uh, 
Now this whole thing, while they're arguing, all of a sudden you hear from the piano room. The piano. Do, 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 something like that. And uh, they're like, what? They go downstairs and uh, the piano room's empty again. They get in there and she walks over to the piano, Renee does, yes. and starts matching it. And she starts playing and uh, she's like, that's it. That's the song that's been playing. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, he's like, what song? What song are you talking about? He's like, you don't know that song? He's like, no, I don't. Why would I know that song? It's like, that's my song that I wrote for you. Yeah. He's like, and he just kind of blows it off. God, I wish I had written down what he said too, because it was like it was a jab in, yeah. in some ways. Yeah. He it, well. So what I have is uh. He doesn't know the songs, you know, she's like straight up, you don't know that? And he just deflects it. He's like, Completely. well, it's, it's sorry, it's just been a long day or something, you know, it's, can't remember everything. And uh, she just kind of stands there and stares at him and realizes that it is not him. He wouldn't forget that song. That, that is That's a song, her defining moment. Like, she knows you are not Josh. Where? What's going on now? Something is severely wrong. Because it wasn't already obvious when he wasn't concerned that his right. wife had been knocked out. Right. Like, or the fact that at the end of the movie, you saw the pictures, like, yeah. on the camera. Yeah. yeah. You know, you feel like that would have been it right then and there. Like, we never even would have had to get to this point. Right. Know? But, I guess to be fair, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean she, as the, the non-ghost experience, would assume that he's possessed. Because, again, it, it doesn't show that they've merged necessarily yeah. in the picture. It shows that, you know, it's the lady in black standing right behind Josh, is what the picture shows, if, yep. I, if I'm not mistaken. I, yeah, so, like that. so in her eyes, that could easily mean that she's just, she's there again. Yep, it doesn't, she's back. It doesn't mean that she's in his body to her. Right, yeah. That, that would make sense to me. I mean, that's the only way you could rationalize that in a way that like she wouldn't already be like oh my husband what the fuck's going on like you're not you definitely you would have to rationalize it in right. some way that okay oh he's not possessed just there's some weird shit she's still around in these fucking pictures right like okay well josh seems to be capable enough so maybe nothing's going on right right but i mean that's pretty much the end of that scene then too yes yes it is so we uh we snap uh yeah yeah we snap again now where are we? Um, okay. So we're back with the crew. The ghost crew. The crew is where? And they are um, at Crane's house. Yes, they are. Boom. And they walk in, and it's decrepit. But I did like the line, though. It's all boarded up, and uh, Beardy punches the window and goes, Oh, left the door wide open for us. It was cheesy, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But they get inside, and they immediately hate the smell. It is right. putrid. Yeah, it smells awful in the house. It's it's like it's <clears throat> it looks like an old house. It's got this awful two tone like it's got some old like Victorian style. Yeah, Victorian era baby stroller type thing in it. And, and that just kind of starts rolling bad on paint its own. Job and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Looks like the house has basically been stuck in time, you know, mm -hmm. ever since that era. So they start walking around trying to investigate things, and uh, the to Specs and Beardy, they end up walking upstairs, yep, and yep. Uh, Carl and Grandma are just kind of checking around other places. Yeah, they're still downstairs. Yep, believe, on the main they? floor. Yeah. And uh, they end up finding this door that they want to get into, Beardy and Specs. They kind of force it open, like they kind of have to shoulder it real good. Yeah, they yeah. get the door open, and they're like, oh, it's 
must be a Parker Crane's room. It's like, dude, why would he have a dollhouse and all these girl things? Yeah. Like, this it's, camp- it's obviously a girl's room. It looks oh, almost yeah. like a little girl's dream room. Even. Yeah, definitely. And uh, let's see here. Like, you see behind him the uh, bunch of the... Uh, ro- there's like five rocking horses, which, first of all, who needs that many? Yeah. And they right. all start rocking. You can tell this is also like a pretty privileged family, though, at least for the era in which yeah, they lived definitely. in. I mean, ba- Big the ass kids' house. room alone was like the size of most parents' master bedroom, you know? Oh, definitely. So it was they're huge. definitely a, from a, uh, at least somewhat well off family. If you can have a bed. But still, five, five fucking rocking, rocking horses. Five rocking horses, and then one of those big ass uh, Victorian style dollhouses in there. Those are not small. Yeah, like that, the four foot tall dollhouses. Yeah, that are literally three by three or whatever. Handcrafted by fucking wood and yeah. many hours of hand painting. And they're not and, small. And, and, and child things and, and, and doilies, and, and there's probably fake little cans of tomatoes in the pantry and cat shit underneath the stairs. A lot of detail. Mm-hmm. You got really into that. I like it. Well, um, yeah, I was just kind of imagining how I would then, build boom! a house. Right behind him, something uh, gets yelled. Ah! Nope, not that. Oh, I thought that's what it was. Nope, little girl pops up. This is my room! Oh, I guess I don't remember that part. I remember there was something after that where, like... they Wait, they hear that, and then they turn around, they, right? Well, that's they, when they turn they, around? They turn around to the to face the doorway and then he's got his camera hanging down and he sees in the side out screen oh right, that's, right. all of a sudden there's a little girl with pigtails right, sitting right. on the bed and they he turns around that's really slow. well they, they kind of like back up a little bit too like yeah. they, they're taking steps backwards towards the bed you know, towards the image that's being seen in in the camera mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's when like they turn or, or they yeah they turn around and they see this, uh, what would look like at least, uh, a little kid, a little girl with like cute blonde pigtails kind of thing going on. And uh, she says, if she sees you in here, she'll make me kill you. Right? You can't be here. I was, that I mean, that would have fucked with me right away. Right. You're in a room. Now there's a girl in the room. And she's saying that you can't be seen in here or she'll have to kill you. Yeah. If she sees you in here... She'll make me kill you. I mean, imagine how, like, these two aren't, like, I mean, by this point in their careers, they've seen a lot of ghosts and stuff, but, like, they're not necessarily as experienced in in that particular element of it as Elise or Carl would be. Yeah, they don't don't have the, 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 uh, the, what what would you call it, like, the Mental fortitude? Or the psychokinetic, was that the word? Like, I don't know, like, they don't have the... The ability to directly contact spirits like Elise oh, yeah, or yeah, Carl, yeah. dude. They, right. they, they don't can't do them. it on, on command yeah, kind of thing. So yeah. when they see them, it's still more of a surprise. Yeah, like they they can only interpret and like they know things because they're not a medium. That's it. They're just they don't have the medium abilities. Right, right. Um Correct Mundo. Yeah. And then uh as far as my notes go, that was the, the end scene for that part for yeah, now. That is that is where that jumps off. It goes back to the house. Um where the boys are asleep in the room and Dalton, uh, I, th- I believe he hears something coming from the tin phone. He, uh, what he assumes is, is foster. And that's oh, what wakes yeah, him up. Yeah. Yep. Is, is a voice in the, in the tin can phone. Yeah. I have something to show yeah, you. Yeah. I have something to show you. Exactly. I actually wrote that down too. Um, and he kind of pulls on the string. I mean, there's a, I think there's some converse, uh, conversing going on very, very minor, just a few words exchanged yep. and he kind of pulls the string taut and realize, cause I think he even says foster a couple of times trying to get his brother's attention. 
and there's no response. So when he pulls the string tie, he realizes that it doesn't lead to his brother's bed. It leads to the closet door. Mm-hmm. Um, and Foster's not awake because uh, he says his name a few more times after he notices that it's taught. He tries to wake his brother up, and he does. It, and there's no response. And so see, that's where I thought the voice in the tin can, I thought that was Elise trying to reach out yeah. to Dalton yeah. and help him out. But, you know... Uh, a string's taut on the closet, uh, leading into the closet, and he's like, who is this, you know? And all you hear is, uh, we're the ones he killed, and we want to help you, like, to get our vengeance. Mm-hmm. And then, boom! Everybody is dead in that room. There's, like, 30 people standing there, like, reaching at him. He pulls the covers over him, and they start clawing at him, and... He's in the. He realized he's in the further at that point. Right. He was. He was actually astral projecting, and that's how they, they communicated with the can. And, and that's, Renee's that's wakes why him Foster up. didn't respond or anything yep. like that because he's been asleep. He, yeah, he's, he's legit asleep. Case, he has yeah. no power in that. So yeah, Renee ends up waking him up. Realizes his bed sheets are torn and he's bleeding on the arm a little bit, like he got a scratch from it. Yeah, yeah, because there was a there was a, a kerfuffle. <laughs> Fucking love that word. God damn it. <laughs> And uh, I think now we get another real short scene again. Oh, it's fucking, this movie's full of short scenes. So we go snap. I guess. And it's Josh in the piano room. Uh, it is. It, it is. Um... He's sitting there with a bat. He's got a bat in his hand. And he's kind of sitting there, like, talking to himself. He's like, uh, let's see. I know you're trying to reach the reach her, but you won't. Like you're not gonna be able. She's not knowing you're here. I know what you're trying to do. You're never gonna do it. And he's talking to Josh's astral projected self that's stuck in the further. Yeah, yeah. So he's just like, try it, bitch. You're nothing's happening. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the real Josh, the the fucking possessed Josh, talking to the soul of Josh, essentially saying, yeah. Like, Fuck off, all right? I got your body. I'm going to win this. You're fucked. Right. Plain and simple. And then it quick pans over to, like, it goes to the further, and Josh is sitting there, and he's actually, it shows that he's the one playing the piano. Yeah. And he's like, he just screams help, like, somebody, and that's kind of the end of that one now. Yeah, that is just another really quick short boom, scene. Boom, boom. Uh, it's just another one of those, like, oh, here's a little something else, a little, little fucking breadcrumb to help you lead you to the end if you haven't figured it out already. And which most people probably didn't, honestly. I thought that the twist in this was pretty well dis- uh, disguised compared to a lot of movies. Yeah. I mean, it's like most of those kinds of movies. You go back and watch it, and you can see the breadcrumbs this time instead of like not realizing there were breadcrumbs, and it becomes a little more obvious. But at the same time, like this was the second time I've watched the movie, and I was still kind of like kind of catching up the whole time like yeah. I, I was still kind of like oh, i can't even remember all of what happens it's such a fucking crazy movie it's so convoluted and, and well thought I out i just pick up on a lot more things like after i watch it a second time i was like okay like i may not have thought about it like that like and i just start because by the end of it you you know the puzzle so you when you see it and you see all the pieces being laid out slowly you're like okay all right, yeah, right. now I get it. The picture comes into focus with less pieces this time around, so yeah. you can notice the little intricacies. It's, it's fucking awesome. I love that shit. But yeah, that's just another one of them scenes where they just kind of use it as like a, hey, this is kind of happening, and jump. Boom, we're snapping. Snapping. Where are we now? Who are we with? What's going on? Where are we? Uh, We're dead. We're dead? We're dead. 
shit. No, we're not dead. Oh, uh, we're back at the Crane residence with with Carl and Carl. Oh my God, Carl! Hey, Carl! Uh-oh. And I'm Grandma. Just, I'm just gonna go swim in Carl's pool. Uh, Carl's doing his dice dealio again, right? In the and, Crane house. And uh, the first question he asks is, "Why are we here?" Moss. Which is death. What language? Latin. Okay, fair enough. I wrote. I that think it down. was Latin. Was yeah, it? it was like Moors is Latin for death. And uh, I can't remember if it was Latin or not. I knew yeah. it was Moors. I had that. Yeah. Um. And while that's going on, you can kind of hear a squeaky noise, and it shows that the screws in the chandelier, this big ass chandelier, are starting to twist out. Yeah, a classic Victorian chandelier. Boom. Just a bunch of crystals in, in various layers. You can tell it probably weighs a good 40, 50 pounds. And uh, they kind sure of pick- it comes crashing. Yeah. They uh, they kind of pick up that it's not Elise because that's what they thought they were doing. That's who they thought told them to go to this place. They kind of put them on this the right like hunt, and they're like thinking it's Elise that they made contact because she they wanted her to help them. Isn't there like a don't they throw the dice a second time? They yeah, I'm getting there. Is real that a little farther? Yeah, okay. it's just a second here. Um, they they start to realize that it's not Elise. There was there was one more dice thing I couldn't remember that one, but the door slammed shut, and. Okay. Uh, they uh they roll the dice and they're like, who is this? And they get Mother Mortis. Uh, That's yes. what's said. And they're like, That's it. Mother of Death. Yeah. They're like, what's that? It's like, no, literally, she is the mother of death. And death is Parker Crane. Right before that is when Grandma had mentioned that she she's looking at this painting on the wall and recognizes the old lady is the apparition that she had seen back in the house when yep. the whole thing with Josh happened in the bathroom. And that's when they get this whole mother of death thing, and they put the pieces together. It's the mother of this this evil thing, right? And she's like, then you're kind of like, okay, that's that's pretty sinister right there. Like she's just a manipulator. <coughs> Dare I say insidious? Yeah, I was I was gonna say back when we were talking about the tin can thing, uh, you just ended up moving. On. I was like, moot point at this point. But anyway, what I was gonna say is when you were talking about how you thought it might be Elise, I was like, yeah, it did make sense because like the voice wasn't very insidious. Yeah. Is what I was going to say. I was like, ah, it's gay. Damn it. And then you moved on by the time I decided I should say it. And got my second chance. My bad. Got my second chance. Look Sorry, man. I'm just... Hey, you know, man. Next time we got to prepare our beverages better. Oh, I know. This is... Water sucks. Fish fucking it. And shit in it. And Awful. swim in it. Dirty girl. Um. So they hear this knocking sound. Yep, they're all together again. All yes, yes. Beardy specs, Carl and Grandma are together. Came running downstairs, terrified. So now they're all together. Yes. Um, and they hear this knocking sound, and they figure out that it's coming from uh the bookcase. Yes, the bookshelf. And they knock back and get a response knock, and basically realize that it's hollow behind this bookcase, and that there's something trying to get their attention. Yes. So they move the bookcase. What's behind the bookcase? Um, of course they struggle. It's a fucking bookcase. Well, I mean, it's a big one too. Like it's not a light one. And again. Beardy's there. He should be strong. Beardy should... Beardy, yeah. He should be a little more tough. Be strong. I mean, you got a beard like that, you gotta have something. Or at least act like yourself. Right? (laughs) Silly bitches. Um... So they they open it and right away you like they show... I think they put the camera in there to kind of see with the night vision Mm -hmm. and it's just rows of pews. It's a congregation of the damn. Boom. Like, they're all sitting there and they got... Like, instantly the smell sucks. Like, they hate it again. That's the first comment they make, I think, is that yeah, they, they notice like, the smell right away. And, uh, like, they, they all have, like, veils over them, you know, like, white veils, uh, 
Like old furniture that you're keeping dust off of. I was going to go with like how you would wear a sheet to pretend yeah, to be a ghost. Right. Is how it's basically sitting yeah. on them. You know? There's just no eyes cut out. And, uh, yeah, they start walking in there. And, um, let's see here. I don't think anything really happens before they find the chest, right? Yeah, well, they, they realize they're all dead, and uh, Beardy ends up taking, yeah. like, like, lifting up the veil and, like, almost throws up because yeah. it's a dead body. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, it's, it's just a whole bunch of dead bodies. Which, I thought, those bodies look awful preserved. Like, a, a body's going to decay pretty, oh, yeah. pretty naturally was, in that environment. De- this was at least... 40 years, at least at 40 least, years ago that right. the murders happened because, uh, I mean, Parker Crane, when he killed the murders, he was a little older. Like, you can tell by his skin and stuff when, when he was when dressing When he did up. the murders, you said? Yeah. 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 But he still, I mean, for him to die when Josh was young and then grow up and have a kid, like, body would be gone. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Especially when they're just sitting there, like no preservatives. Yeah, because he was probably Josh. That is was probably like probably what between eight and ten, I would guess, yep. for age when that whole incident happened. Yeah. In the so hospital. we'll just say there was uh, fifteen years before he was born, so that the murders occurred. Just right. as a guess. Why well, I imagine that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But well, we'll just say he was old as fuck. What? Well, well, I, mean, I thought he was only sixty. Is that it? I he thought, looked way older than I know. that. But Holy I mean, shit. when you're fucking... And that was old times, too, yeah. so... You know, so, take okay, a... we'll just say okay. 20. So, 28 years, right. but until when... After the murders, uh, Parker Crane dies. So, almost... So, sorry, 20 years after that, he dies. So, then we add another... 20 years to... Uh, Probably almost 30 years, because yeah, well, yeah. Josh looks like he'd be in his early to mid-30s. Yeah, So okay, so it's almost 50 years, yeah. we're saying, since these bodies were, uh, like, these people At were killed? At least, and, and of course, you know, those those killings happened over however many years, so some of the bodies would even be older than others, I'm sure. Not these ones, no. No? This is, because this is like, when they open the chest, that's the story of the Black Bride. Yeah, yeah, everything's, it's all the news clippings yeah, and stuff. Yeah, everybody in there was in that, like, part of the wedding, and he killed all of them. Part of what wedding? The the wedding, because so how he killed the, the these specific people is uh like it shows him like dressing up like a flashback to when yep. he commit the murders. Yep. And the the real bride is tied up in a chair, gagged and everything. And he's putting on the lipstick and the uh, the veil. And everything, yeah, he's yeah. putting on some blush and stuff to kind of pale up his face Foundation, to disguise and stuff. Yeah. And he puts a black dress on. And then he walks up with like a bone saw from like a mortician. And I think he slit her throat with that. I think that's what he did. And then everybody else was part of the wedding and he killed them. Hmm. Like involved that. I mean, that's what I got out of it at least. Huh. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't honestly pull that much from that scene. Like I than... figured it was just one event and he just mur- like. Kill Bill style, like destroyed this wedding. I didn't. I didn't take anything away from it as far as like uh, that that group of people and and how like he connected to them necessarily. All I got out of that was that here we go. We're finally confirming he is the Black Bride. Parker Crane, the little boy girl, is, grows up to be this thing. Yeah, okay, that's what I got out of it. Why would he be in the hospital if he was caught and everything like that? Like without like you know not like a secured state hospital or something mm, like that. Yeah. Like no, the no matter what, there's gonna be guards around because. Well, um, I mean, if he's an old guy, right, and he yep. was in even a mental hospital, because clearly that's where he deserved to be more yeah. so than just general prison. Oh no, yeah, he needed help. Um, 
they only have so much of the hospital part yeah. in, in a mental institution. So if he needs a certain amount of medical care, he's going to end up getting taken out of the mental institution and put in a normal hospital. So that would make sense as to how he could still end up in a hospital. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they'd still they be even more do that with prisoners. I know, but I, I mean, I'm still like... If you're that old, though, it could also be a nursing home style thing where... That's true. Because they have it, and they'd just be a more secured one, because I know they have those, because yeah. he's not going to be a little figure that's just going to fade out. People will remember that shit. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That was Fair my enough. thing. Um, but yeah, they they realize they're at a murder scene, or something similar to that. Yeah. And they see the black dress that he wore on a mannequin. And... But it is... I mean, but it's connected to the house. Yeah, see, I don't know, like, did he kill them all and just bring them there? That's kind of what I got out of it. Like, I, so if your theory, um, like, matches up that those are all people that were at this, this wedding, and if, if the wedding truly was, like, uh, like an issue, my best guess as to why, like, the wedding's even relevant is maybe that's what made, um, Parker's mother hate her husband and Parker's father, and... I assume that she killed him. They never really give you that story from, yeah. from my experience. Yeah, it's just like you're, that was the, like all you hear is though that was the name your father gave you. Yeah, and he's gone exactly. And so I kind of drew from that that she killed him because she didn't agree with the way he wanted to raise their son. Yeah, because she wanted to raise it as a daughter. She wanted a daughter more than anything. Right, psycho. So I mean, that's kind of where I get that, and like. Maybe this was his way of exacting revenge on the people that were at the wedding mm-hmm. that, you know, consented to the whole thing. I don't know. That's the best I could come I up with. Yeah, I don't know. know. Like, That's see, now, now that we're making this connection. Like, it's I'm weird that it's thinking... connected to the house. That's yeah. the part that I'm like, what the fuck is that all about? Right? Well, it's like, also, is it like maybe a further area that they were all able to access? Eh. I don't know. Because, I, mean, I mean, it just... I don't it, think that'd be it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those it, weird things. It has to be like a real place. Eh. Fuck it. Right. Neither here nor there, because that's another jump. Right. But, I mean, like, you know, they, they've realized, okay, he cross-dressed to commit the murders, and uh, the reason why he keeps coming back and everything is he wants his childhood back that his mother stole from him. Yeah. Like, that's what he wants. He wants to live again and experience that, like, because his mom fucked him up in the head, like, hardcore. By forcing him to be Marilyn instead of fucking Parker. Yeah. And... It was bad, like, fucked up, and she was scary looking, like, even when she was alive, like, ugh. But, uh, yeah, we're snapping. Uh, we cut to Josh. Yeah. Again. He wakes up. Starting to look like shit. He's very pale. Very pale. Sunken very. eyes, darkness yeah, around he's, him. Yeah, he's got, he's got the crow's going feet going on, that's yeah. for sure. Um, look like a man that doesn't sleep enough. And now enter crew in a van right outside the house. The GT, the ghost Boom. team. They got a plan to uh, meet up with this fucker and uh, try to figure out if he's actually possessed. And yes. uh, so what they want to do is they want to sedate him. Yes. They want to sedate him. his ass. Yeah. So they, they're like, they wire up Carl. They put a wire on him. They're like, yeah, we're like the FBI sitting in a van. Yeah. And they come up with. <laughs> Doing a like, stakeout and yeah. shit. They thought they're all hot shit. Yeah. They come up with a code word. And uh, he says, the code word is uh, unicorn. He's like, no. I thought it was quesadilla. We said quesadilla because quesadilla is easy to bring up in a sense. How is quesadilla easy to bring up in a conversation? It's lunchtime quesadilla time. Like I'm hungry. I could go for a quesadilla. Right? Quesadilla? 
<laughs> unicorns? How is unicorns easier to bring right? up than a quesadilla? Well, anyway, Carl's like, he's just like, okay, whatever. I got the tranquilizer. Here we go. And he walks up, knocks on the door. Do we, I can't remember if we skipped the scene. No, no, you're, you're nailing it. You're doing fine. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he's like, knocks on the door, and Josh is like, can I help you? Who are you? He's like, yeah, I, uh, I'm so, you know, I'm Carl, whatever. I know Elise, and, uh, I just, you know, I want to get some closure on the whole situation. She was a good friend of mine. Can you help me? He's like, sure. Gives him this weird smile, just kind of lets him in. They start talking, and uh, that's when Carl notices a tooth on the floor. And uh, he kind of sitting down at the table talking at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're they're in the living room. There's like a, a coffee table in between them, and yeah. uh, he uh, Carl just to pick it up without like being inconspicuous, kind of knocks his glasses off or something like that, and goes and picks him up, picks the tooth up, and uh, you know he's like, okay, well, you know, kind of get out of here, kind of thing. He's like, mm-hmm. well, how about how about you stay and have a drink? How about you just stay and have one drink? He's like. Okay, yeah, sure. A glass of water would be great. Mm-hmm. So Josh leaves, and uh, Carl's looking at the tooth, and uh, God, I can't remember exactly what Josh says, but... What do you mean? Oh, oh, got it. So when Josh comes back in the room and he's sitting there, he's like, what you got there? What do you got? And he's like, oh, nothing, nothing. He's like, oh, oh I yeah. thought you were playing with your dice. Yeah. Mother says you're very good. And he goes, what? Like, he starts to realize, oh, shit, he knows he what's knows going on. Had. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Carl's sitting there, and Josh has his hand behind his back. He goes, what do you have behind your back? He's like, why don't you ask your dice? So Carl, being the badass that he is right now, he picks up his dice, holds it over the table. and he I mean, he's nervous, but just to be like, oh, I'm not super freaked out by you. I know what's going on. He, he's holding the dice. He goes, what does Parker Crane have behind his back? Drops in. It says knife. And Josh's face instantly goes sour. Like, how did I miss that? I didn't hear. I didn't even notice he said Parker Crane. Oh, yeah. No, he goes, what does Parker Crane have behind his back? And Josh's face immediately just like, you fucker. Oh, you shit. You fucker. I didn't even catch that he said Parker oh, Crane. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, he, he made eye. He locked eyes. He goes, what, is, what does he have behind his back? And knife. And then they get in a scuffle. Yeah, a bit of a kerfuffle. Yeah, well, and that's, uh, the, when that's said, too, um, the guys in the van, they're like, oh, shit, and right. they start running in. They realize shit's gone sour at this point. They're going to go try to save his ass, so now there's a, a scuffle going on yep. between Mr. Kyle and Parker Crane. Carl gets knocked out pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, he puts up a pretty good fight compared to the other two. He puts, a, he puts up a good fight right up until the other guys get in the room. Yeah, like um, Specs gets thrown into a wall almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. but kind of gets away scot free compared to good old Beardy. Yep. Who kind of like he gets a hold of Josh for a few seconds, but then gets tranked. Yeah, immediately. Like, like he <laughs> he hit him enough to knock him out. Yeah. To knock Josh out temporarily, yep. but yeah. I wish you could all see my dog <laughs> losing her shit right now. Oh boy, this is ridiculous. Um, but what yeah. Coop? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, he gets tranquilized and, like, collapses, and then that's kind of the end of that scene, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because Specs hits uh, Josh upside the head with something, and that's what knocks him out. Right? That's what takes him down? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. He hits him with some shit, knocks his ass down. So, um, now, after this kerfuffle, um, Carl's been, you know, put down. He... Everybody kind of thinks he's dead. At yeah, because he's in the further now. Right, because now we join Carl in the further with Josh, and uh, Josh is um, fuck. What am I going for? He's like he's like hearing a bunch of voices and shit, like the possessed body, um, the, the Parker Crane. Like he's now he's like his head's kind of scrambled or some shit. Like yeah. he's hearing all these voices come from the further. Yeah, he just and you can tell yelling. it's really starting to fuck with him. Yep. Um. You know, he's kind of like, he's kind of dying at this point, too, which is what I also assume is contributing to all these yeah. voices kind of coming into his head. Um, so back in the further with Carl and Josh, um, like, there's something about a baby. Someone says, like, he's got your baby. Yeah, no, they're, they're out, so they're out there walking around in the pitch blackness, and they, they know they need to find Elise. So they yell Elise a couple times, and then and Carl's a like, don't lot do of voices start yelling. It's like, oh, okay, don't want to draw too much attention. Yeah. And then they kind of look, and then there's, like, this old dude standing in his underwear just staring at him. Uh, he, Josh can't see him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Josh can't see him. Carl's standing a few feet away. And okay, there, yeah. yeah. I goes, hadn't taken good notes on what was happening. He goes, so. He's pointing yeah. to some direction. He goes, I've got your. He's got your baby. He's got your baby. Yeah. And they're like, whoa. And Carl's communicating this, and all of a sudden, you get to see this this fat guy in a diaper doing this and that kind of stuff. So <clears throat> now they kind of pursue that a little bit. Yep. And uh, where do they end up now? Uh, they end up outside of the house that the family moved into at the beginning of Insidious One. Boom. Now we're joining back to events that happened in that movie. We're seeing it from the further aspect, though, which is this is that point where shit gets real crazy, where they really start tying everything together. Yes. And this is the part where I thought, like, the, the little time travel thing that I kind of referred to before with him being in the background of that uh, that video, this is where they elaborate on that and actually kind of use that to make the story happen. And I, this was the coolest part of the movie right best part of the plot hands down where they reveal everything that they've been hiding from you all this time it's like oh my god that makes so much sense so now they arrive at at this at the old house and he knocks on the door or does he no he opens the door yep he opens, he the, door, opens the door and goes in and that's the that's when the alarm goes off the first time right that's when the, the alarm goes movie. off from the first movie the first time when josh and renee are up in the bed yes and he goes and investigates and finds nothing. Goes back upstairs. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't enter the house. No. So at this point, Josh and Carl are still standing outside in the further. And he just busts through the door and enters the house. And that's when the alarm goes off yet again. And the fucking the, the slide chains off and everything. And, and that's when Josh comes back down yet again. Yep. Again from the first movie. Um, so at this point, you're already finding out, oh, shit. So that had... Nothing to do with the ghosts and everything from the from that movie. Really, it was something that was coming way later on. This is yep. this was Josh the whole time. Some weird tra- time travel Josh helping out other Josh kind of yep. thing, which I thought was fucking awesome. That was so cool. Right. I don't know if that was planned in the first one. It almost has to be. Right. Like, it's too perfect to have not been something that was planned out. Definitely. Like, it, and if if I assume it was. 
they nailed it, dude. That was so well done. That was such a good plan. Right? Like, I can't tell you any movie of this nature that plans that well for the next movie. Yeah, not a whole lot. I can't think of fucking any of them where, where they intentionally set shit up in the first one to blow your mind in the second one. Like, I, I can't think of any other movie where it's been that, that well set up. So to me, that was fucking, that right. was the cream of the crop, fucking cherry on top, all I needed for that movie right, right. then and there. Um, but the F- so yeah, he busts like he owns the place, because he does. Yep. And then they, not a whole lot else happens there. They just end up meeting with Elise, right? Um, I mean, yes, uh, you kind of get, like, I think when they first roll up to the house, like, before he does his initial open the door thing, it, you see the character from the first uh, first movie where um, she's in the room and the guy's walking oh, back and forth. Yeah. You see him outside the front oh, door. Oh, yeah, and then... And then he enters the room, and that's when they go in, and then, like, they, well, that's fight. when they knock, or open the door, rather, and then they bust through, and then they go upstairs into the baby room. Yep, and he ends up taking on the dude. Yes. Yeah. So now this uh, long-haired gentleman, I believe... The greaser. Yeah, greaser the greaser-looking dude, yeah. 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 They get in a, uh, a scuffle, and that's when Elise finally finally makes her entrance back into the movie. Yep. And I don't nothing really is is well explained here. She just kind of banishes him. Yeah. It's like fuck off. Right. And then all get of a sudden the he's gone. Out. Yeah. And then you know they're talking like, well, we need to figure. She this says out. go back to hell or some shit too, doesn't she? Yeah. It's a semi corny line. Yeah, something like that. Her real cheesy line's coming up real quick though. Yes, it is. Um, she's kind of explaining, you know, maybe we're talking to the wrong Josh Stinks. to help us out. Yeah. So now they go back to Josh's first experience, like meeting with Elise. Her his very first one back when he was a kid, and when he whispers the line, "I can show you," or "I'll yeah. show you." Yeah. So, I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Uh. Well, what's going on? I mean, in that scene, is adult Josh had asked. Where's her lair? Like, where, where is, yeah. where does she keep her stuff? Where, do you know where, where her, where she is? Yeah, where she is. Yeah, just where her den is, basically. And yep. that's, that's what prompts that line. So now they fucking, they follow. You, you, you get to see the other side of what happens on that tap, on that tape, rather. So Carl and Josh follow young Josh out of the hallway and he fucking points, or, oh, and Elise, rather. And he points. And the and that they, they fucking open the door and everything, but Elise gives this fucking line. So that's what that was. That's what she says. Like that kind of pissed me off. It's so dumb. Like so rude. Clearly, we're not fucking retarded. Four hundred percent. I got that. Everybody got that. Yeah, we're not dumb. Like there's there's no misinterpreting that. Like it's... saying. You could read a sentence. The pen is red. What are you going to think? The pen's probably fucking red. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you saw a pen sit next to it, you're going to assume that pen is red. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Like, it's a good way of putting it. Boom. Yeah, fucking annoying. But, God. you know, whatever. Now we, uh, I think what it is. They, they, now we snapped again, don't we? Yeah, they, they do snap. Uh, this is when um, Renee and uh, who? Grandma, I think. Yep. Yep. Renee and Grandma confront yep. Josh. Uh, yeah, because he's decaying super hardcore. Oh, he looks like shit. Yeah. Total and ass at this point. While they're talking to him, he drops a dice. Yes, drops a so, die. Die. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, they know that he's obviously Carl's die. Yeah. They so they realize something really 
fuck he's going on. Like he knows, like, he he knows Carl was here and he didn't. He's avoiding it, and uh, he did something with him. Right. And uh, and he can tell that they're on to him at this point. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So basically, it's fight or flight time. This is when that whole pain thing happens. What 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 do they do to make him feel so, the pain? I can't so remember that. So he's part. coming at him, and they jump into the piano room, and uh, they slam the door on his hand. Like his fingers are oh, stuck okay. in there, and he's like ah, and then he's like yeah. He's like oh, it's been so long since I felt real pain, and uh, I can't wait. I especially inflicting it on others. Like what? Someone else said. Walking through my yard or what? Yeah, there's a bunch of little kids riding bikes oh, through yeah, the grass. Alright, weird. Fucking trailer park kids, man. Right? God yeah. damn it. Um yeah, so he yeah, he gets his hand slammed to the door and he's like, Oh pain, it's been so long since it felt real pain. But what I really miss is inflicting it on others. <laughs> yep. And then there's a like a little chase. Um he's chasing mom and uh Renee around the house. I can't remember what happens to Grandma. She, she gets, gets locked under the stairs. Oh, okay. She gets locked under the stairs. And then, like, the chase goes into the fucking best scene of the movie, hands down. The chase... <laughs> I can't even get through it. So oh, the fucking boy. chase gets into the kitchen, and Renee's just getting out of the kitchen, and fucking Josh just like, grabs his fucking teapot and launches it. Just, just fucking... Oh, my God. Laser beams it into the back of her fucking head, and <laughs> she's... down like a sack of potatoes. She's drop ah! game over <laughs> that shit was hilarious oh, dude boy it was fucking that perfect was great. just the way he slings <laughs> that fucking teapot across the room and rails her in the head oh my god <laughs> that was one of my all-time favorite scenes from yeah, any that was fucking... a great one just boom done yeah you're done bitch go to bed holy fuck oh. all right so renee gets hit in the head and and, 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 uh, Dalton saves the day. Yep. Um, mom was getting choked at this point, which is what made me, um, ask that question earlier as to like, if that was like his MO, if that was sort of his thing, his means of yeah. operation where he just strangles bitches out. Well, Cause I, he did the same thing to her as, as he did to Renee, you know, it, it almost seemed like that was his go-to. Yeah. Sorry. To well, least. okay. So yeah. I'm guessing that one was because it was silent. This one, because um, uh, Renee starts kind of moving a little bit, so he walks over there, you know, get, get yeah. a little closer. And he's frustrated, so yeah, maybe, you know, it's just like a get-off kind of thing, you know? He's, like, talking, he's he's yelling at her, like, saying stuff, uh, you know, calling her a stupid bitch and all that jazz. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, then Dalton comes in and just whacks him with a baseball bat in the head. That's what it was. It was a baseball bat. I knew him, he hit him with something. Yeah. That was all I could come up with. I couldn't remember if it was, like, he, he hit him with an... Stabbed him. Yeah. I almost said hit him with a knife. <laughs> I was like, that's the same as stabbing, you fucking retard. <laughs> no, baseball bat, you're right. Yeah. And it wasn't even like a full-size bat. It looks no. like one of those little Louisville slugger bats. Yeah, a little, little half-staffer. <laughs> fucking one-inch diameter. And then uh, they end up getting into the... Uh, they get back into the kitchen and get down into the basement. Yep, yep. They barricade Locked themselves, themselves in the basement. In. Yeah. And, uh, which is a two-door basement, which I thought was kind of strange. Yeah, this... Well, like, so... What I'm thinking is they have they have the door to the basement, boom, and then they have like the uh like a little storage area, but then they have like because the, the other one set up like a laundry slash utility room, like with the door where they lock themselves in, mm -hmm. like. But then again, yeah, I don't know why they would need a second door. Yeah, I guess uh, it's kind of weird. It did seem kind of weird. But you know, being that as it is, um, Dalton is like 
Hey, I can find Dad. I can find him in the further. I can do that. I can. I can... <laughs> Nailed Technical it. Di- shit. Uh, I can find him. I know I can. I just gotta go to sleep, and I can find him. First of all, n- that kid had to have so much adrenaline. There's no way that dude's going to sleep. Like you would have to. You'd have to throw a teapot oh, on the yeah. back of his head. Yeah. Like you have to knock that bitch out. Like that's it. You'd have to knock him out. Cause he. When it when it comes time for him to to be the savior, it fucking he just passes out immediately. immediately. He's like those narcoleptic goats. He rolls back. <laughs> <laughs> just, All of a sudden, you're passed out. <laughs> like, oh, a predator's coming. Eat me. I'm stiff like I'm dead. Like literally, you got the worst genes out of any goat. <laughs> the second you panic, your muscles stiffen. Are you kidding me? And Great tactic. Eat me. Let everyone else live. All right. It is literally missing both fight and flight. <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm done. I give up. <laughs> just straight up gargoyle statue <laughs> mode. Like, <laughs> I'm scared. Stop moving. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So they barricade in the basement. Dalton kind of relays the information that he got from the tin can conversation he had mm-hmm. in his last astral projection, and then uh, we cut back to the further, and this is where. Uh, Josh and uh, Elise find their way to Parker's room. Yes. And this is when we really get the reveal as to what was happening with, between Parker and his mother back when he was a kid. Yeah, it's all it's actually bright for being in the further. It's it's white. It, it's more of a yeah. You're seeing like a flashback. Yeah, like it's pretty less. white and uh, shows a little girl sitting up little girl pigtails. Yeah, and pigtails. Yeah. Uh, sitting on the bed and uh, all of a sudden a mom walks up. And she's like. What is this? And it's a little drawing. Of, I think it's like a horse or something like that. And uh, it says, To Mommy from Parker. And she goes, What is this? Wh- Cooper. What is I'm this? trying to wrap up a movie here. And Jesus. She's like, I-, I drew that for you. He's like, That is not your name. That is the name your father gave you. You are Marilyn. Right? Right. right. Yeah, it's Marilyn. And says something like, that's a, when that flashback line came in. It's like, don't you dare. And it smacks him. Just, yep. bitch. Yeah, that's when they give that reveal as to why she keeps yelling that in every instance in the movie. Right. And, and you figure out why Parker's all fucked up and why he grows up to be a fucking an axe murderer, for lack of a better term, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even though he was seems to be more of a strangle type guy. Right. Um, and then she notices that Elise and uh, Carl are watching her. Yes. So the mom, they are still on the further. Yeah. The mom looks up, looks over at him, points at him, and just starts screaming. He's got bloody teeth. And basically, Elise and Carl get pushed down to the hall. The door slams shut. Josh is still in there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then... That's when he turns back around and all the bodies are there with the yeah, and it's all the victims, all those people from that oh, room. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, Parker and them are gone now. The mom, Parker and the mom are gone. Yeah, now it's all the victims. Yep. Yep. And yep. then uh, Dalton makes his appearance yep. out in the hall with Elise and Carl. Correct the mundo. She's under one of the sheets because Josh has to try to find her, and then she attacks him. I don't know what you're talking about, lady. I don't have. I stopped taking notes. Just walks in the door and then just starts yelling shit. Well, no, the scene where um 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this like I've said every time. If you're gonna talk on the podcast, you gotta be in a microphone. So Yeah, that'll work. The scene where Elise, Carl, and Josh go into the room and they're seeing the flashback with Parker as a child and Correct. then the mom throws him out of the room. Yes. When Josh turns around and looks at the door, the door is closed, but when he turns back around, it's a room full of people. All, it's a room full of people covered right. in sheets, but the mother is still there. Was well, the mother or the, the black the black woman? I think it's the lady in black, isn't it? No, it's the mother. <laughs> oh, duh, because the lady in black is in Josh's body. Oh, fucking dare. God. But they are in the further. Yeah, no, no but, his, but the spirit still, should, shouldn't yeah, be no, there because... The lady, no, I guess, because yeah. at this point, Josh... The lady in black there wouldn't be a in presence. Josh's body is still attacking Renee and the children. <clears throat> All right. And Dalton's trying to, you know, meeting up with them in the first. Right, because at this point, Dalton has done the whole, I'm going to go to sleep. Yep. Give me this in can. Like two seconds. Yeah. Which, I like how they did the, how they did his falling asleep scene. Like, I liked that. How, yeah. like, he just went and tucked back in the corner, and then they had the fucking shadow close in on the corner. I thought that was pretty cool. Right. That was a cool effect. Like, super simple, and it got the point across really well. However, I did like... uh. How Josh, when he got down to the basement, like, first of all, he didn't even try the door handle. He just smashed <laughs> it with a fire extinguisher. And then he decided, oh, wait, I'm not actually going through the, I'm just going to go through the wall because I know sheetrock's not that thick. So guess what? Instead of hacking my way through this fucking oak door that you've barricaded, I'm just going to come through I think the wall. some sort of metal. Yeah, it does kind of look like a metal door, honestly, yeah. but it doesn't... Well, remember. he was trying to bust the handle, and he still couldn't push it, so he just ended up fucking going Which, through the wall. I gotta give it to him, like, that's that's some of the best, like, pursuit, I would say, for most movies, because... Mm-hmm. It's like The Shining. Yeah, because most of the time, it's it's like they're clearly making the fucking stupid mistake. Like, yeah. Like, they always go for the hardest way to try to chase the people, whereas he smartened up. Oh, fucking sheetrock. That's easy. Right? I'm just going to go through here. And what like was he three, using? Seven. A fire extinguisher? Fire extinguisher. Right? Yeah. I almost said fire hydrant. Yeah, those, got, <laughs> those got a little weight behind them. He so. went outside and took it right off the street corner. Um, but yeah, so back in the further. Yeah, yeah. Um, Josh ends up yeah finding the mother then, and they kind of get do like a... They, then they start scuffling, don't they? And then... Yeah, he gets through. Um, Renee bashes him over the head a few times with a pipe wrench, which oddly enough doesn't knock him out or anything. She gets knocked the fuck out. Yep. Uh, she hits him like four times, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck you!" And then <laughs> she's done. down for the count. Yep. Like that's all it took, right then and there. Um, and I don't believe is the specs come in yet. Yeah, he wakes up and he starts coming in? down, and yeah. he kind of gets. He uh, starts. He, yeah, he gets, he gets taken out right away. Well, yeah. He, he kind of like. <laughs> kill some time for them in the further because you know like elise is like uh, calling to parker like hey you need to open the door and let me destroy the memories of your mother like i can help you like say free and you know parker Mm -hmm. ends up appearing out there and in the other room josh and the mother are fighting like mrs kramer Crane. Crane. God, I say Kramer every time. Okay, so I even checked my notes, and it was the lady in black. Oh, it was? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. What? When he's being choked out in the further, and Elise saves him, which Maybe. is what happens next, yeah. to, be, to be clear on the podcast, it is the lady in black, because I even wrote down being choked out by black. <laughs> Are you so, sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm 100% sure. Like, I, as soon as I read it, I remembered writing it down specifically black to, to, to signify lady in black just because it was shorter. Yeah. Um... But it's the mother who attacks him in the room. I, I get where you're coming from, but I and I and I can't explain it because clearly I don't remember that part that 
particularly yeah. well. Like I, I don't know. Well, anyway. it's fucking hard to take notes to a movie and watch the movie at the same time. Right. <laughs> well, I so basically yeah, this is high school shit. But know. didn't take notes in high school. Yeah, Fuck that shit. Especially if it was movie day. I'm watching that movie. Bitch, I told you this. I'll watch Finding Nemo in Spanish seven times in a row if I have to. I ain't never Boom. gonna take notes on it. But um, so yeah. Uh, basically they're scuffling, and Elise gets Parker to open the door mm-hmm. to the bedroom, and ends up picking up one of those rocking horses and bashes her in the head with it. Yeah. Like starts. Boom. And that kind of releases the hold on Josh in real life. Yeah. Which, I don't know. That's why it's the Lady in Black, though. Is because what happened is, like, this further version, this further soul or whatever of the Lady in Black that at least beats to fucking death is what allows that, like, she she essentially killed the soul and that forced it to leave Josh's body. Okay. The movie is still in the Xbox. Yeah. Well, yeah, just make sure it's on silent while we talk, yeah, I guess. No, you can go ahead and do your fact-checking. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what happened, from what I recall, is, like, yeah, she she beats down the Lady in Black, and that's what allows Josh to have his body back. Okay, so, yeah, okay, and that would all, okay, yeah. But he still has to get back. Yeah. Like, he still has to get back to his body. So even though now, like, the soul's been fucked and he's, like, <clears throat> when that happens... Uh, in the real world, I believe Josh is like just about to kill the kid. To yeah, kill, to kill he, Dalton. Yeah, he was like right there at the corner and uh, like, or at the walking into the stairs, like yeah, lording over him yeah. about to fuck with the kid, and that's when the soul or whatever gets beaten down by Elise. Yeah, and then uh, enter Dalton into the further with him, and he's got the cup on the string, and they're like, "Oh, you're genius, yeah, yeah. lassie." He's got his <laughs> way back. And the whole thing transpires between, like, Elise can't be brought back, obviously. But she's like, when I hugged Carl earlier, when they first met in the further, she's like, I could feel his heartbeat. Yep, you're still alive, go. You're still alive, go. So, like, they all get to go back. And that's, they they find their way back and all that. What happens, like, like, I can't remember how the reaction of of the, the material body of Josh was after the death of the soul. Like, I can't remember what his reaction was like. Did he pull away? Was he like, ah, fuck my head? Or I think he like, just kind of, like, really. passed out kind of thing. Like, really he just remember. collapsed. Because just all of a sudden, it's like there's no more pursuit. I remember that part, but yeah, I don't remember, what, like, really what transpires. I don't know. Um, Heartbeat. Uh, oh, yeah, so they're roaming back through the further, um, you know, with Dalton's guidance, thank God. Um, well... They're roaming through the dark. They find Dalton. Then they're all like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. And then they follow his, his yep. little way back, his genius little way. Um, and, like, they get back to the room. Everybody's like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. And, like, the other super corny line in the movie, in my opinion, is, like, when <clears throat> Renee is still, like, she's coming out of her being knocked out. And, like, you can tell she's still got her reservations about whether it really is Josh. Yeah. And, like, he goes into the explanation saying that he was the one playing that song, and she says that, oh, oh, only mm. you could have played it that badly. Yep. I was like, oh, come on. Okay, yeah. Come on. That was a dumb Cheesy. fucking line. Cheese ball. Gosh fucking darn gay. it to heck. But, I mean, yay, happy feels, all that right. kind of stuff, you know. It's more or less the movie. Oh, and then Beardy. Yeah, Beardy well, stumbles in like, after everything. Come on. Bring it on! <laughs> He's gonna fucking do anything. Um, yeah, and that, that's pretty much the end of their story. Like, it, it kind of does a quick cutaway, like, 
it's it's the feed scene for the next movie is all that comes after that. Really, yeah. Which, which ends up being, at, at least as far as the third one goes, irrelevant. Like, they just show up. And, again, I I didn't like how it ended. What? On further review, it was the mother. <laughs> With the bloody teeth. So so how that worked out is um, Josh has her choke, or has him up against the wall. She's choking him. And then when Elise starts bashing Mama's head in, um, where I got the fucking Black Bride part was, is as soon as she's fucking beat down and, and presumably killed, it shows the Black Bride falling into abyss, essentially being expelled from the yep. body. Um, Josh's reaction to the whole thing was like he had a hammer above his head, is what it was. And it basically looks like he's the one being bashed over the head. Right, he's like, ah! Which sort of kind of like alludes to there was a there had to be some sort of connection between him and his mother like that's the only way that all of this could have happened and, and why else would she, like like the murderous spirit was literally only existed because the memories of the mother exactly exactly otherwise it would have been just a normal little kid exactly otherwise and and again the, the body wouldn't or the soul wouldn't have been expelled from the body at the death of the mother and it was all being lived out vicariously through the mother's evil boom so, moral of the story is really, if you force your kids to cross-dress, they're going to murder people. If they want to, just let them. Let them do it. If they want to. That's simple. Like, yeah. Let your kids be cross-dressers if they want. If they don't want it, don't force it to it, because guess what? They're going to murder bitches, and then they're going to keep you in purgatory with them, and you're going to be their bitch. Nobody likes purgatory. None of us. Zero. <sighs> you know what? Count them. Three. Three. What are we counting? Zero. We're counting zero threes. Mm-hmm. So we're not counting threes? You got it. You're oh. so good. You're, you're like the, we the keep, best mathematician I've ever met. We keep doing math, and I didn't agree for this. <sighs> What's the last scene? Stupid fucking throwaway scene. That leads to a movie that doesn't fucking happen. Oh, yeah. Um. So basically, it's Beardy and Specs. They go up to this house knock on this door and this I'm she's of some sort of ethnicity they look little, Hispanic yeah little girl opens the door they're like hey is your parents home or whatever and like yeah they talk to the dad or the mom they're like hey we just want to let you know that a friend of ours said what was the girl's name Allison or something like that Mm-hmm. yeah they're like it wasn't yeah, an accident. Sure yeah, that. they're like, it wasn't, she wants you to know it wasn't an accident or something like that. And they're like, yeah, you need to go. Like, leave right now. Yeah, they're bothered that these people are talking about their fucking <clears throat> emaciated child. Yeah. What was it like a car accident or something? Yeah, like, yeah, she was it, in a coma and then she came out of the coma. When she came back, she didn't come back alone, kind of thing. Yeah, and, oh God, it? like, Elise ends up walking in. They say something that makes them the family believe so you're like okay it's the kid the kid's like who's the lady oh yeah who's the lady standing right behind him yeah yeah and it just happens to be there yeah yeah, it happens to be elise and elise just kind of walks in and that kind of leads you to think that the next movie is going to be about beardy specs uh working with further elise to specters from both planes just to kind of continue their work in which honestly that's what i would have liked to see I don't know if I would have liked to have seen that. I would, I would, I think they could have done a pretty okay job with that. I think my beef with that is they weren't still working with Carl. 
how how would they work with Elise? Neither of them are mediums. You know, yeah. how, how are they working with? Do they even know that Elise is with? I'm I'm guessing that they something happened and Elise is making sure they know how to con like they can contact them. I'm I'm guessing they have something. You know, whether it be do they just EVP it or something that, like that? I guess that could be. Or maybe yeah, they've they've that makes being sense. around it. They've kind of gained the ability. I don't know, but. I feel like it would have been a pretty good movie basically because further releases reaction to something in the corner. Like, oh yeah, it was a good face, yeah, a good like, convincing final face. Didn't they originally go to make contact with her like in her, um, what you do in her room? reading room? Yeah. No, they weren't going to make contact. Uh, we basically, yeah, we assumed mm-hmm. that they were just kind of reminiscing since they have worked together for X amount of years and potentially looking for stuff uh, surrounding yeah. the Lambert case. Well, yeah, they, 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 they ended up finding it and well, they right. just see it and then just get kind of, they get curious about it. So they watch and that's when they notice that they, they see an anomaly in the tape from the original one. And then they realize they need to contact, they need to find somebody who knows like what's going on. So they contact Carl. And Carl's like, I don't know. We got to, we got to get a hold of Elise. She's in the further. So, yeah. But so yeah, off track. It's fucking it. That's insidious yeah. too. Boom. Took twice as long Scurry. as last time, and it's fucking worth it. <laughs> uh, let me tell you though, we are a hundred percent more sober this time. That's, so them's are facts. My mouth is about as dry as my humor is. Oh, uh, zinga. That was uh, good. I'm final thoughts. Um, got any final thoughts on the movie? Huh? It's a great movie. Watch it. I won't. I don't want to watch the third one because I just I've heard things and it's kind of sad. And uh, also remember the line: bring it into everyday speech. Mm-hmm. Shitty nips. Shitty nips. That's what hap- That's what it means when you get knocked the fuck out. Shitty nips. Like when you get a teapot to the back of your head, you get shitty nipped. The final thought: remember shitty nips and watch Insidious too. Oh. PD out. Goodbye. Says Josh. Woo! The faggot. Dick! (laughs) That's it. Uh, It's overly drawn out. It was poorly organized and overly thorough. But we did it yet again. Insidious number two is now in the books. And, of course, we'll be hitting Insidious 3 as soon as that comes to DVD. Uh, thanks for listening once again. We can be reached as usual at gents underscore inc on Twitter, facebook.com backslash gents inc no underscore, and our email is gentlemen's inquiry at gmail.com. Check that shit out, biatches. Have a good week. PD out. <laughs>